you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew And Mustafa, you out here A boy of one man And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin. And at this time, we are going to be going over the gold standard NXT. And this week, we're going to recap the episode and talk about the Cruiserweight Tournament that's going on. Some other things going on with uh, our guys Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. It was an interesting week for, for all parties involved, if, if I do say so, man. It was, it was a fun week of NXT television. Most definitely, man. I think I enjoyed uh, Candice LeRae. Her overall 180 character change is is completely different. I like that little nickname she has, the Poison Pixie. And uh, and that finisher, which is a crazy violet finisher and has a great name to go with it called the Wicked Stepsister. It's like a surfboard face mash, man. So it's, it's a great looking, visually looking move. And funny enough, I still don't see them as heels. (laughs) what i'm thinking at this point i'm like all right clearly clearly hafiz have to think that candace LeRae and johnny again are heel are are heels now clearly nope nope i just i just like i'm i'm I'm, i feel like it's still to me i i just i don't know i'm just still with it i'm still like they are justified in everything that they've done <laughs> in my eyes. So she like, justified coming back after destroying hey man, Casey. Hey, came back and finished the job. She's pissed. She's pissed. These they they have, you know, just she sacrificed for all of them and you know it didn't pay off and now she's letting them know this is the new NXT locker room. Like, I don't know. I just I can understand why Candace LeRae is frustrated. You know, she had been betrayed so many times. And now she's just upset. She's she's done. She's done with pandering to them. And she's letting them know, I'm here to compete. I'm here to fight. And just in case you thought that, oh, yeah, you know, the match is over and I'm, I'm done with you. No, 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 no. I'm letting you know. You put some respect on the name Candice LeRae. So, yeah, man, I, I was with it. And Johnny, oh, my God. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll, we're, we'll, we'll come this, back to this. This, this is your guy. This is your hero guy now. Dude, this is the dude Johnny Gargano. All he did was prove how much he loves his wife. And it was great. It was great. <laughs> that intro was amazing. He called, you know, my my lovely, wonderful, talented wife. She's my favorite wrestler. Oh, man. It's just, it was awesome. It was awesome. Like, I don't know. I give I, I him just, that. He's stacking up the cool points in the husband category. Like, yeah, bro, he can, dude. like, chip in these cool points whenever he gets into, into it with his wife. Like, I get that. It's it's great. Great yeah. look, Johnny. But, man. <laughs> yeah. 
I man, I and and I will say this that there will be a time because I see how they're writing the story and I see where they're going to go with it and they're going to do some deplorable things to people. It's going to happen. I know that. But the story still building off of everything that had happened to these two, I still find myself going, I, I get it. I see where this is coming from. You know, I understand. <laughs> and nothing has hit me to the point where it's like, you you are, you know, just doing something now that I can't see where it's coming from. You know, like, it's the only thing with Johnny for me was when he attacked Morrow. Like, that one was like, okay. And even to attack him, he was just really pissed and he got in space. So even that, I can be like, uh, okay. I mean, he's just frustrated, you know, because he called him Johnny Turncoat. But there, I'm like, I'm such a Morrow fan that I'm like, man, you know, you didn't have to come to Morrow like that. But everything else, I'm like, I I get it. So if he does that again, he comes at Morrow. This time, he might get physical. Yeah, if he yeah, if he does that with Morrow and gets physical with him, I mean, you can't really defend that, but you know, it so far with everything they've done, like they, it was a clean I mean, we're basically getting into that matchup right now. So I guess let's just let's just go with that and start there. I mean, it was a clean victory over Casey Catanzaro. Um, no heel tactics, no cheating, no nothing. You know, Candace basically just took care of business. Um, and I was there for it, man. I loved it, you know. And, and like you said, from the beginning, from the from the entrance, you know, and seeing the the new video, the new look, like she was just about business. And yeah, her husband came out and was just just glowing about his wife, just saying so many positive annoying things. Too. <laughs> oh man, see, but it wasn't annoying to me though. It really wasn't. It was like he's just sharing his love for his wife. But did he really have to get in that pose when I, I went? I think <laughs> he's smitten. <laughs> when Candace came back in the ring the second time, he was like in this in his pose, got his legs in the air, just in awe of his wife, just so appreciative of his he, wife, enjoying the moment. Yes, he <laughs> he did have to get in that pose because he gives zero Fs. He is here for his wife. He is supportive of her. He does not care what other people think. He just wants to let everyone know that this is his favorite wrestler. I, I'm with it. I even wrote down like what he said because I was like, man, this is great. Like this dude, he is just glowing about her and and really trying to put her over with everything he's saying. And I thought it was awesome. And it's like nothing about what he said or even the way he said it didn't even really bother me. I was just like, I get it. You know, he's just he like I said, this dude can do no wrong right now. If he was to get in the face of Moro, that's the only thing. But other that than was that, the thing. yeah, 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 that's where that you draw it. the line at, huh? That was it. She, he <laughs> said, she has the best kicking foot in this or in any sport, and it's actually an acceptable form of birth control. I was like, <laughs> this dude, <laughs> man. Even when he said that, I'm like, that was it. Was just a funny line, man. I'm cool. I'm good with it. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. Step in the spotlight. You've earned it. You deserve it. Hailing from Riverside, California, but currently residing in my heart. Come on, man. Like, how do you hate on that? How? It was great. It was great. Good for you, Johnny. Oh, man. That's not, I'm not hating what he's, the things he's saying. It's just, I guess, in the cadence he's using. It's annoying. <laughs> it's great. Like, you know what I'm, I, you know what he's going for, but I guess for you, it doesn't come off annoying. 
Yeah, like like I said, I, I know that he's trying to be that annoying heel character. They're trying to do that. They're trying to, you know, have him get under people's skin. And, and you know, it's it, I see it, but looking at his whole story and being a Johnny Gargano fan, I'm like, you know what? But I, I kind of I get it. I get why he, he's tired of pandering to the fans and he's just going to like he just wants to be there for his wife. Now, the one person that never turned his back on him was his wife. So now it's just like, you know what? It's just me and her now. It's us against the world. Here we are. You know what I'm saying? And just middle fingers up to everybody else. You know, it's just about him and her. And that's cool, man. The Bonnie Clyde of, of NXT right now. It's great. Like, yeah, go for it. That's true. That's a good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's definitely a good monarch right there. They probably get that, too. Like yeah. Bonnie Clyde of NXT. Yep. Johnny and Candace. Who knew? Man, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> man, it's just great. I'm I'm here for it, man. Like you said, the wicked stepsister. I wrote down wicked stepsister. Yes, like it. It was vicious. It was vicious. Violent. Wow. Vicious as hell. When I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crossed up more, her legs. Like she called us the wicked stepsister. I'm like, awesome name. Yeah, just, just you know, it was like for you know for those that didn't see it, basically you know uh, you have Casey Catanzaro, Casey Catanzaro face down, Candice uh, ties up her legs around one of her legs to kind of make it so Casey can't get up. She puts the other leg on her back. She pulls Casey's arms up to lift her body and her face up off the mat. And then steps down on Casey, stomping Casey down on the mat as hard as she can. Face smashed. Just, wow. It's worse than the curb stomp. In terms of just brutal. Yes. Wow. Wow. What a a move. What a wicked stepsister. What a great name for that, too, man. It is. That's That's what I said. Wicked stepsister. That's a great finisher name right there. Yeah. Yeah. The Poison Pixie. Candice LeRae. Loved it. Yeah. She definitely and, changed up the way she wrestled now with this whole new heel character. It's more aggressive, more violent. I, I loved it. I loved it. I think that she, and I won't even say that, that Candice LeRae needed it. I feel like Candice LeRae was fine the way she was, but to make this change here, it's bold. And I think it, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how they, you know, organically evolve her character. Um, you know, but either way, I feel like face Candace or this Candace, you know, she's she's going to do a great job. I just I see it already with this character and what she was doing before was already great work. So I, I'm excited. Um, I didn't think now, she needed it, but she needed to stick out somehow in that NXT women's division because it's, you know, it's stacked. Well, it is so proud. I think she would I think she would have got lost in the shuffle uh, just because it's, it's just so many people who are just so talented. But if she needed to stick out. I think this is a great way to do it. To go heel, yeah, I, I, I could see that. I could see that in terms of just like her having this, this uh, more of an edge to her. Um, you know, it's again for me. I hear what you're saying. For me, I'm not. I wasn't completely, you know, feeling like she wasn't gonna be able to be champion the way she was. You know, it is so stacked. You know that that division, but she was near the top of it already to me. You know, so. But I but I hear what you're saying, and I don't think this hurts her at all. So I, I'm 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 here for it. Um, now, Dominic Dijakovic was uh, saying some things about Johnny Gargano, and I felt like you know this man needs to pause <laughs> and put some respect on Johnny's name a little bit here. 
Because he was calling him out like, oh, Johnny's playing the victim. And like, bro, just go back and look at the history. He is playing the victim. Nah, no. I agree with that. He's he's not playing the victim. He's literally out here spitting facts about how he's unappreciated over here. With everything he's done, he's done everything they wanted him to do. And then you turn around and then you... You put, I mean, look, Adam Cole, who you said is a heel, he's he's done some some pretty messed up things to some people, and he's at the top. You got Tommaso Ciampa, who just was spitting on his wedding ring and throwing that into the crowd, and then this guy comes back, and it's daddy's home. Like, you know, from Johnny's perspective, that totally makes sense, you know. So for me, it's like, ah, you know, yeah. If if you don't see it, you know, from his perspective and you're on the other side of that, cool, whatever. I mean, Dominic Dijakovic, you can feel how you feel. But for me, listening to that, I was like, mm, I don't know. I just wasn't with it. I just wasn't with what he was saying. With me, I was like, mm, facts. Touche, <laughs> sir. You got every reason because he didn't man up in that situation and couldn't get over it. He had to be like a child and and revert and just like hey how comes all these other guys get chances I mean, they're doing you know bad things look at Tommaso I'm like uh shit just man up man well, be that warrior what do? and what did he do afterwards he beat him so here we uh, go you, he, he, by help by his wife hey it's not like <laughs> by help hold on so Adam Cole is, in, is, is, is what is he then this man gets help all well, the time. He's got to. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This, this is two different pedigrees here because nah, Adam Cole. You, you said. No, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 you wait, said wait, 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 wait. I know what I said about for Adam Cole, but I'm saying too what I said about Adam Cole. Since he's a fighting chap champion, he has earned to to win like that now. Oh so my god! That's what I said. I, you, you've heard that. You have witnessed that on the podcast. He's but earned the, the right to win with help. But then because Johnny he's a fighting champion, Adam Cole, he defended the championship 28 times. So but you're saying that one guy getting help, that doesn't that's not right. That's that's weak. But then Adam Cole getting help is justified because he because he already proved that he know that he can keep the belt without without uh, help. Like he but this isn't even keeping the this isn't even about keeping the belt, though. This was. Johnny Gargano fighting Tommaso Ciampa, a guy who had been despicable and horrible towards him. Yeah, and, and it he, should have been left alone between Imano Imano. He didn't need to bring Candice LeRae into it. Well, but first he's going to heal. I understand Tom- why now. Tommaso Ciampa brought Candice LeRae into it when he basically was calling out Johnny Gargano saying, hey, when you guys got married, the whole time I was thinking, how the hell were you marrying this dude? Like, he disrespected Johnny Gargano in front of his wife. His wife was a part of the story, whether Tommaso Ciampa liked it or not, because he brought her in. So that's his fault. And Tommaso got a taste of his own medicine in this whole thing. You realize that Tommaso Ciampa's finisher, the fairy tale ending, was all about Johnny Gargano. It's about ending yes. a fairy tale that is Johnny wrestling. Like this is this was his own doing. So him having <laughs> Candice LeRae so with say, him. So you said Tommaso created this monster now? Yes, yes, he did. This is Tommaso. That was Tommaso's fault. So that whole thing and and Johnny Gargano had beaten Tommaso Ciampa on his own already, and he is proven time and time again to be a great wrestler winning one-on-one matches, winning one-on-four matches. If we're going to get into this debate again about well, don't bring that up because versus yeah. the Undisputed Era, 
So <laughs> we can't say he hasn't done it before, but then Adam Cole has, and now you know it's okay for him to get help, you know, selectively or subjectively. Like it's okay for him to get help because he's proven he can win by himself, but. Johnny Gargano has absolutely proven he can win by himself. He's beaten Tommaso Ciampa by himself. And maybe, yeah, maybe I see it different when you're a champion. I haven't seen Johnny as a champion. He's been champion very briefly. So I guess when you see a fighting champion fight for something to keep and then, you know, then win by nefarious means, I guess is, I see it different just from regular standard matches. So you see it differently to win underhandedly when you're defending the belt. But if you're fighting against just your enemy, you feel like it should just be one-on-one. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that logic doesn't really work for you. Yeah, here we go with the logic, huh? It just doesn't. It just doesn't. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's your opinion, and that's fine. You know, like, I don't, I don't need to change your mind about it, and it's what it is. But, you know, to kind of selectively say, hey, this guy, because he's defending his belt, he can go ahead and get help if he, if, if he wants, but... Another if guy he's defended who's it enough time, I'm saying if he defended enough times, proved that he that he can, uh, you know, do it just by himself to hold on to the title. Hell yeah! He what's the number right of times now. that makes it? Is it five times, ten times? I don't know, like, man. He need to convince me. He need to be enough times to convince me. Oh jeez. Right, so if Adam Cole, okay, so hold on. So if Adam Cole is not champion, and the undisputed era is still together. And Undisputed Era is helping Adam Cole win matches. Is he justified? Because now he's not the champion. Uh, that's a good question, actually. Because I, because I, since he's since he doesn't have the belt aesthetically, he just looks he doesn't have the belt anymore aesthetically. He would just look weak now. <laughs> having having you know Undisputed just- help him win. <laughs> so I think he can't just be a smart heel in that sense to be like, hey. I've got friends. It just depends, you know what? It's my, the way my brain works is weird. So it just it just needs to make sense in a way that is book right. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Hey man, like I said, it's it's everyone to each their own on how they view these things. I mean, professional wrestling makes us, you know, be able to debate these things and have hey, fun. If you're with willing it, to so. accept Johnny Gargano overcome the odds of undisputed winning, you know, yes. if out of that logic. If you want to do that, so you know you, you can have you can set my way now. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Another thing too, I want to bring up before we get back to our regular scheduled programming of all of this is you made a comment in the last uh, in, in in our last podcast about how the undisputed era were using the numbers game against Johnny Gargano. And I want to clear this up because I went ahead and rewatched that that matchup just to clear it up. So your take on it was. We had a um, high-low, and then Adam Cole had done the last shot, and it was like one after another, move after move, and Johnny Gargano kicked out of all those moves. And there was no like sequences in between, but there actually was. Just for clarity, there was the high-low, and okay. then Adam Cole went for the pin. Johnny Gargano kicked out. The Undisputed Era was out, still outside. Adam Cole was running at Johnny Gargano. Johnny threw Adam Cole to the outside of the ring on top of the other members of the Undisputed Era. So they're all on the ground. Then Johnny goes outside. 
he I think he punched Bobby Fish and then he grabbed Kyle O'Reilly to do no he he punched um Roderick, Roderick Strong then he grabbed Kyle O'Reilly and kicked off of Bobby Fish's face to do the DDT to Kyle so then all three of them are taken down so there was a sequence in between all of that then he gets in the ring Adam Cole super kicks him twice then hits him with the last shot then he kicked out then Adam uh, Johnny Gargano locks him in the Gargano escape. And Adam Cole tapped out. So that was the sequence. So it wasn't one after another, like, hey, there's this, like, you know, finisher, finisher, finisher from Undisputed Era, like, all in a row, no gap. And then Johnny Gargano's kicking out of all of that. It was finisher, kick out, Johnny Gargano attacks Undisputed Era. He gets attacked again by Adam Cole, kick out. Adam Cole taps. That's what it was. So just just to just to get some fairness in there for this whole thing. Fairness, okay. Fairness, well, a little bit. No sequence is still asking how he. That's overcame not what you said options. though. You said because of the fact that it was so many moves and the you, the way they use the numbers yeah, he, game, having all of those moves on the, the number game. Hit. Period. He was overcome, even though it had sequence in between the finishers. He still took those finishers. Well, that's not what you were saying last time. That's why I brought it up to say it, but it's okay. It's okay. You have your opinion. It's fine. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> hey, this is this is how it happened. This is the accuracy of how, how the match How went. did I say it the last time? You made it seem like it was because that Adam Cole and Undisputed hit like a sequence, a series of moves all at him. And he with no breaks out in between, it, right? With no breaks. That it, the logic took you out. But, you know, and I, then to, I don't remember if you had said if there had been a break in between that that would have been different. I don't remember you saying it in that way. I didn't say that. But it seemed like you were Cause saying. Because I, I would have thought, like, even if it did have breaks, it still didn't make sense. You know, yeah, you're no, taking all of those finishers it, from from Undisputed and you still overcame to, to kick out. No, that's, that's enough it, to, to tap out Adam Cole. I'm like, OK. Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. That's that's totally believable. Hell, it is. No. And hey, man, <laughs> you, I said it then. You're kind of on an island a little bit. I'm sure there's some people with you on that island. Plenty of people on my island. The man. mass majority of people watching that match. If you rewatch it, the excitement, like you're like the Grinch when it comes to that matchup. I don't know if you realize how because am I the you're going to compare me to yes, the Grinch. You're the uh, Grinch because. because in, in your mind, you think this is a six-star match. This isn't in my mind. This is reality. <laughs> reality, watching that match, you see that crowd losing their mind. You realize, remember now, Johnny Gargano went into that matchup. He's supposed to be the face, and the crowd was booing him. I knew. I, yeah, I know. I know what Ozzy had Booing man, him. But okay. It, it, Adam Cole was the clear favorite. Everybody hey, there wanted, hey, man, wanted at, Adam at Cole. At the end of the man. day, logic is logic. Like, if... if but like, wait, Adam Cole... What, what the crowd, my, my point in bringing this part up is he went, they, the two of them went, actually all, everybody involved, everybody involved in, in that matchup went from having it be so one-sided to the crowd 
just being over, like, just going nuts for this matchup, going nuts for all the near falls, and at the end of it, applauding, and it was match of the year. I mean, like, the way you make it sound, it's like, it was one of the worst matches, you know, period, and it's like, no. Because the finish was hokey. I'm a Grinch because of that. Like, I was was up to that match until the finishes came through. I'm like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Like, Johnny Gargano overcame all these odds and still yes. won, still yes. had enough energy to apply the submission to Adam Cole. Hell no, nah, yes. man. I don't accept yes. that. I, think, I don't accept I think, that at all because it doesn't I don't make know sense. If, like, I can understand if if somebody was to lose the right way. I've seen it told throughout wrestling a whole bunch of times. How come you couldn't apply it to that? Look, I don't know. I want to get back to the rest of the, the regularly scheduled podcast for the rest of NXT. But I just will say this, that, you know, the way that you talk about it is the way you talk about it is your opinion. That's totally cool for me and the people that made it match of the year. The people that were at the arena that loved it, the people that were cheering Johnny Gargano, that were booing him in the beginning. I mean, there's so much there. That's why I call you a Grinch, because it seems like. Watching that match and hearing the response after the matchup, whether you love or hate Johnny, it felt like people were just really loving what they saw in that matchup. And you didn't. And hey, it is what it is. People are going to say there's going to be people that hate, you know, every match that happens. You'll find somebody that has a it's problem. It's people that hate it. Like, for example, problem. we can use for WrestleMania between Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. It was people that hated that match because Charlotte Flair went over. Sure. But the yep. way that match was told, the way it was booked, it made sense. And that's what I'm saying. How come that uh, that well, same logic couldn't, couldn't be let's... applied to Adam Cole and, and Johnny Gargano? Like, so let's overcome clarify. a no... Okay. Let's clarify, though. When you say that we, we're saying it makes sense yeah. in terms of Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, when we say it makes sense, it makes sense to us. But there's some people... That will say it didn't make sense to them that Charlotte Flair had no business beating Rhea Ripley in that situation because Rhea Ripley, she needs that win. She's a rising star. It just she shouldn't lose that matchup. So it's subjective in terms of saying that the logic made sense to you or to I or to someone else, because there'll be somebody out there that because they wanted it to go maybe a certain way because of how Rhea Ripley's story was being told, they're saying, hey, no, it should not have been Charlotte Flair. And where's Rhea Ripley now? And, you know, it just didn't make sense. So just to clarify, like for for you, the logic didn't work in that Gargano Adam Cole matchup. For me, it did. Watching that crowd, it worked for them because they just went nuts throughout that entire matchup. If if it was a crowd of Devons out there, they would have been booing that matchup from, you know, and it would have just been a horrible. It would have been like when Seth Rollins went against Bray Wyatt at Hell in a Cell. Like, just, if, if everyone had your mindset, that's what it would have been. But it wasn't. But it's okay because you have your opinion and that you should have your own opinion on it. And, you know, it's 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 we all should be able to feel how we feel about it and make our decisions independent of what other people think of it. Yeah, you know, like, like I'm one of the few chosen ones to okay. disagree. You can say that. Sure. You can <laughs> say that. And I will disagree. The select few. Like, I'll put it in the select few <laughs> to, to disagree with this match. Yes. Yes. That's fair. You you disagree with it. You are one of... You're, that's why I say you're on an island. You're on an island with that. And it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's what you choose. It's what you... How you experienced it. 
you know, you saw it a different way. It's it's what it is. You know, I feel like that's the only way to cap that debate, you know, is to just, you know, agree to disagree on it. But, you know, it makes for great debate. I mean, we've talked about that matchup so many times. It just yeah, keeps coming out of last week. <laughs> yeah, talking man. Talking about Finn Balor and Adam Cole. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow we morphed right back into Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. It's, it's just, it's, it's the, the, the match that just, you know, it, it could be debated. It could be its own, you know, debate and podcast really at this could. point. Um, but yeah, we're going to do a whole podcast show around that. We totally, <laughs> we totally could. Just the, the strong opinions that both of us have on it, you know, it, it totally could be. But, you know, well, let's keep moving through the show. But it's, it's, it's always fun being able to go back and dig into that matchup. And I think that just speaks to how, special one way or another that match was and yeah it was it was great to some and to some to to you it was you know it was lacking in the finish and hey you know what i'm saying agree to disagree that's totally fine but you know i i i i'm totally okay just accepting you know your your opinion on it and i got my opinion and it is what it is it's fine it's fine Maybe one day you'll come around though because never, that match was match i i just saying. wholeheartedly believe that i would never come to the dark side <laughs> All right. Well, and and also true in fairness, it was not a six star match, but it was close. I think it was like five and a half stars from Meltzer. You know, Wherever it was, I know it was that. high up. There. I was like, no, that that yeah. rating was yep. asinine. I was like, are you kidding me? That that closing alone. Ugh. Oh man, this is great. This is great. All right, so back to our regularly scheduled podcast, the interim NXT Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. Um, this, uh, we had a couple of matches here. Isaiah Swerve Scott versus El Hijo del Fantasma. Uh, Swerve Scott won this matchup and I was rooting for it, but I didn't have confidence in that pick. Yeah, um, I thought they would go with Fantasma, but I'm glad that, uh, Swerve was able to get a win. Just the way the format is, I forget the way the format is structured for the NXT tournament, not tournament, so, but tournament is yeah, structured in a way that. Whoever no, most man. wins is going to go into the finals, basically. Yeah. So there's there's two groups of four wrestlers. And in group A, for instance, all four of those wrestlers are going to fight each other once. Whoever has the best record, so be it 3-0 and or 2-1 and or whatever, they're going to end up you know, going into the finals against the winner, whoever has the best record in group B. So, you know, in this one, I thought it was going to be uh, Phantasma winning because he's new um, there's momentum building. It feels like they're trying to, you know, create a new star in Phantasma. Swerve's been around for a little bit, but I'm a f- big fan of Swerve, and I don't want to see him go 0-2. I feel like that hurts Swerve to go 0-2. So I was rooting for him, but I just, I had a, I, I was nervous about it. I thought, oh, no, I think they really want to make Phantasma into something. So he, and to lose this early in his, you know, NXT career, it just didn't feel like it was going to happen, but it did. Yeah, man. Uh, but I'm glad that, you know, Swerve was able to get the win, uh, even though Phantasma, you know, the way they was booking him. And he had that little segment last week of getting the attempted kidnap. So I thought maybe he had of a story that was coming into into play for the Cruiserweight title tournament. But uh, so but but no, man, but Swerve was able to get that. And he definitely had like a, a strong win. He was uh, got him pumped up, too. 
Yeah, and you know, you just mentioned the the attempted kidnapping, and it happened again this week uh, during the commercial break. They tried to kidnap Phantasma, and you know, in all honesty, I'm starting to get tired of the storyline now. I feel like we just need to get some. Like, where is this leading to? Yeah, what is happening? What is where is this going? Because just they're just milking it. I think now, like, just let's let's put a face to what is happening, to who is doing this, and why they're doing it. Because you know, now at this point, it's kind of becoming a little bit dumb to be honest with you like people got kidnapped like there should be cops and detectives trying to figure out where those two guys are at and then it keeps happening like okay you know just it is it it gets it's starting to get to the point where it's getting a little bit hokey and a little bit weird and just let's just let's just you know create some kind of storyline out of this now with, with phantasma being like now he's gonna be fighting whoever it is that you know, is, is behind this. Um, but yeah, it just, it's just, I guess I'm, I'm starting to feel tired of it overall, to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. Cause it, I want this to lead to something like, like who is these guys that's making the attempted kidnappings. I think Robert Mendoza happened about a month and a half ago, you know, since yeah. he got kidnapped. So where has he been? Like, where is this leading to? So yeah, it'll be nice to get some story to this. Yeah. Instead of yeah. just egging this on. Exactly. So so that was it there. Again, Swerve Scott got the victory. Um, the other matchup in the Cruiserweight title tournament was Drake Maverick versus Tony Nese. What did you think of this one? Uh, I don't know, man. I had mixed feelings, man, because, you know, even though this whole Drake Maverick th- thing, this whole storyline, this you know, because that all started with the whole promo of getting him released from WWE, like I, I, I know this started as a shoot, but I, I think this is like a full fledged work, and I don't yeah. like the way it, it makes me feel about it. Same, you know, Same. I, I just have weird feelings about him winning, and then they're using this story as the catalyst for it. Yeah, it it it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. You know, the the this story really it just doesn't. I can't get into his matches because it feels like they are trying to profit off of the outpouring of emotion during a time where actual wrestlers got released. And now you have Drake Maverick, who he goes on social media. He's in tears. He's talking about his job. And now let's say that was real. But then they decided to keep him, you know, because of the social media response but then they're still acting like he's fighting for his job. I just, in some way, it feels disrespectful to the people that actually did lose their jobs. You know, in this whole situation, yeah. I just, I, I don't. I wish they would just say, "Hey, he's resigned, and now let's continue with the tournament," just to be respectful of the wrestlers that got released. You know, they they just released um, another wrestler. Who was it? Was it was it uh, Kurt Hawk? Kurt Hawkins was that? Who just got this? Oh, Heath Slater. Heath Slater. No, well, Heath Slater was already, but Curtis Axel got released. Oh yeah, uh, Curtis Axel. Well. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And so that's a that's another person now who's who's been released in the in the midst of Drake Maverick pulling this, you know, having a storyline. Um, I I just I don't know. I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I I wish that they would just go ahead and create some kind of clarity around that, so it doesn't feel like they're using it now to you know just for a storyline whereas there are actual people that lost their jobs that really lost their livelihoods that you know they can't turn around and just be back in wwe that they're gone you know like it just 
it it feels weird. I don't. Yeah, they just have to show some empathy to the company for the current situation. What's going on, man? Like in the real world, like for the company I work with, man, they just did some. They did it. They just did a massive downsizing because of what's going on in our environment, man. So for I think that's the reason why I feel different now because it, it happened on like you know on for my at my job in my company what happened. So I feel somewhat affected by it. So as when I see WWE using this or Drake Maverick just using this as a storyline, it feels distasteful, man. Yeah. Same, same, you know, where I work, we you know we saw a similar thing, you know, a lot of people got furloughed and it's just like they, you know, in some, some, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, going forward, you know, if, if they're going to be able to come back or what, and, you know, just, just all this stuff going on. And so for, for this, you know, as a wrestling storyline, you know, it just, it just, it, it just feels in poor taste, you know, you said it perfectly, you know, like just show some some kind of um you know respect for the people that are going through this and can't you know it, it's it's that emotion that he showed rep- represented so many people and then to turn around and feel like this is a work it's like you know a gotcha moment in, in a way you know it just doesn't it doesn't feel good to feel like we've been duped and tricked into you know feeling like Drake Maverick is going through what a lot of people that we know are going through. And then, you know, it's like, oh, wait, actually, no, he actually does have his job. It's almost like, you know, you don't want to come off as as making light of that situation, you know, that many people are going through for real. So it just it just doesn't feel good. Yeah, man. Like same like like I feel the same exact way. I don't like it. Like, hopefully they. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with this, man. Maybe they'll just have Drake Maverick just win because of this. Yeah, they might. And if that happens, too, it just I think this is going to backfire in all honesty. I don't think people are going to really, you know, like that. They went about it this way. I think it'd be, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you make this better other than to just say, hey, he has his job. You yeah. know, saying like we've we've re-signed Drake Maverick for, you know, for period. Just say it. That way we're not using that as a storyline anymore. Cause Have you heard any news outlets saying mm-hmm. about this story right here? If it's, if they're not liking it, have you heard anything about that? No, I haven't. Uh, in terms of like other podcasts and out news yeah. outlets and stuff like that. No, I really, I really haven't. Um, I don't know. I just kind of, anytime I see anything regarding the Drake Maverick situation, I'm not excited to look into it or read it. Cause it just, you know, I, I've kind of already formulated my thought on it that I just don't like what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, you know, it just kind of sucks. So I, 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 I'd rather just, you know, try to ignore that that's even even going on. Really, I don't know. I just I feel I feel weird about it with the whole thing. So no, I don't know true truly what's going on, but just from what they're presenting, the information that we do have, it just seems in poor taste. It really does. But uh, let's move on from that, though. Um, We also had, let's see, Dexter Loomis (laughs) had a matchup against Shane Thorne. Uh, Dexter Loomis doing Dexter Loomis things, not blinking. Um, I was trying to catch him, man. I was literally watching very closely to see if he blinked. That boggles my mind. I was trying to like, all right, let's not blink. Let me try. I start watering. I'm like, I got to blink so many times. It's crazy. I does not do that. He just doesn't. He doesn't, man. And, you know, he just has such a great presence. He has he one of the wrestling wise. He has one of the best spine busters in the game right now. Like, you know, you think of some of the best guys like Arn Anderson, Triple H, you know, like this one is right up there with it. You know, that was the, 
Yeah. So, you get some good air up there, man. <laughs> yeah, he does. The impact is, is real nice, you know, on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, he had a great showing. Uh, Shane Thorne put a, you know, had some offense. You know, he had some moments for himself. Um, you know, in the end, though, he got he got finished off by Dexter Loomis. And I still just love, like, when he finishes the head, the, uh, head and arm choke and the guy goes to sleep. Um, afterwards, he then just kind of sits there with this guy's head in his lap. And he's kind of like... You know, petting his his, his <laughs> head like he's you know some kind of I don't even know what you know what I'm saying like he's saying it's okay. Some serial killer like yeah, yeah, it's it's almost eerie, man. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, does he feel bad for choking him out? Like, it's okay, it's okay. It's, just go to sleep. Let's go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep. Just go to sleep. And it just shoves their head out of the way when he's ready to get out of there. Get the hell off me! Oh, oh man, it's great. Yeah. He's 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 got the it factor for sure. You know, he's, yeah, he's a star in the making. Yeah, I, I I think they put some stock in to Dexter Loomis. Man, he definitely have a character that has an enigma on it. Yeah. So he's enigma- I, enigmatic. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, man. Uh, so it definitely gravitate you towards that man so he got that great look that assassin russian like look he has and man it's everything i like about it the whole music the presence the you know the character the way he like you said he doesn't blink at all i I like it all yeah man uh what did you think of the newly broad show the newly what <laughs> oh, you're talking about that game show. Yeah. yeah. I almost forgot about that until you just yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, yeah. That happened. Uh it was a bit cringy. I felt a very Vince McMahon. Yeah. It felt it, like a Vince it, idea. It felt cringy, but then it got real as soon as uh Fabian Eichner. Imperium, yeah. <laughs> Imperium. Yeah. You know, real life came in and, you know, flashed before your eyes and just like, we about to shut all this shit down now. <laughs> that felt very Imperium. You it know, did. Because they are <laughs> about not making a mockery of wrestling and what they love. And these guys were sitting there having a game show with Byron Saxton in a super shiny suit. You 70s know, playing. shiny suit, man. Had oh, my home. God. <laughs> yes. Playing the corny game host and he loving playing life his part, though. He was playing his part, smiling. They had that cor- corny yeah. cadence going on. Hey, wake up. Welcome to the bro show. Come on loving down. Yeah, he was loving life. Yeah, Byron Saxon was in his element for sure on this on this game show. Um, but yeah, man, it, it was it was hokey. It was cringy. You know, it was it was it was what it was. I, I was happy when Imperium showed up. You know, and, and like you said, it was a reality check. Like, hey, you know, like this is you guys are having fun, but we ain't here to play around. Got them in the ring and just beat the hell out of them. It was it was great. It was great. I, I enjoyed the beat down more than the game show. Yeah, I'll that say. was a vicious right beat down they put on Matt Riddle. I think he just dropped them right outside the rail. Who was it, Fabian Eichner or was it Marcel Bartel? Ooh, I don't even know which one it was. But, yeah, that was a scary spot right hell there. Hell, yeah. I'm like, Back I wonder if it was like a mat there or something. Cause he there just, had to be. He just let him go. Like, man, forget yeah. your life. Forget your back. I don't care if you, if you break it. So what? You disrespect this sacred ground. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, man. It was, it was a crazy spot. But I, I loved I loved that whole segment, that whole beatdown. And then them just standing tall with the tag team titles at the end, you know, just foreshadowing. Like, they want those titles now. So, yeah, man. I, I really loved that part of the segment for sure. Um 
the rest of it, you know, it was yeah. it was a hokiness that I feel like didn't fit NXT. I think Timothy Thatcher, he didn't like it. It didn't mix with his personality. Like, it, it was just all weird. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, we got a confirmation for next week uh, from Adam Cole, Bebe, that he uh, is going to be going against Velveteen Dream next week for the NXT Championship. Yep. I was shocked by this. Um, and I don't know how I feel about it now. The fact that it just got announced like that and it's next week. Like, I, oh, I so don't know. You pretty much just see it my way. Oh, he's winning. Well, Adam Cole is winning. See, I'm not sure about that. And that really? also kind of bothers me because the way that this is happening, you know, I feel like I want because of the way that they're doing this right now, I want Adam Cole to retain because I feel like he shouldn't lose the belt this way. But the story that they're telling with Adam Cole, keep he keeps saying Velveteen Dream, you don't deserve a shot. You don't deserve it. Like belittling velveteen dream that to me that storyline typically ends with the guy who's getting bullied coming out on top so it the the booking feels like velveteen dream is gonna win but i feel like that that's just a goofy that that would be the timing of that i feel is off Off, in the way that they that they do it if they were to do that that's why i say that's why i'm like he's not losing Adam Cole, yeah, like the time he's not right. It still feels like this is still Adam Cole's era right here. He still has plenty of uh, enough gas in the tank to still carry that title and still level up that NXT brand. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you were going to do this, you need to have an actual build. Like you can announce that, hey, this is going to happen and it's going to happen at the next takeover, you know, and then build that for weeks and weeks and weeks. This feels like a throwaway, actually. That's what it feels like. It just feels like, oh, yeah, by the way, next week they're going to go ahead and do it. No build, just a throwaway match. And, like, (laughs) Adam Cole is going to continue to keep it and continue this reign. So, I wish it's kind of, not kind of, but it sucks for Valentin Dream. He deserves a build. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel. That's how I feel about it. It just... It's weird, you know, for for both of them, I think that they they both deserve if they're going to if Adam Cole is going to defend his title and, you know, potentially lose the the matchup. I think there needs to be a better build for it for Velveteen Dream having this title opportunity. I feel like there should have been a better build for it. So on both sides, it feels like ah, it's just the way this is going down. You know, they should just have Adam Cole win and then, you know, revisit this down the road um but we'll see because i don't know i I just i have a a weird feeling that with the story that they've been telling with the emphasis that adam cole has had on velveteen dream not deserving a shot i don't know if if they're gonna look at it as saying well if velveteen dream loses after adam cole has been saying he doesn't deserve it how do we revisit this because adam cole's been saying he doesn't deserve it then he lost when he did get the shot so it's it's done. Yeah, I don't think how you know, like how can you build that in a way that he gets a rematch with Adam Cole? Exactly. When he loses, yeah, that's 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 a great question. I don't see it because I you pretty much it. put the period in that statement. 
that's it. Yeah, you when Adam Cole ever... says you don't deserve it, and I'm going to give you a chance and you still can't get the job done, please. That's it. That's it. <laughs> don't you ever in your life even bring that up again because I just beat you. <laughs> right. I didn't feel like you deserved it, and you got the title shot because of William Regal, and you still lost. I don't ever want to hear the name Velveteen Dream again, basically. If I'm Adam Cole, I'm like, no, don't bring this dude here. Nah. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Now, Nutter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. We'll see. We'll see. Next week is going to be a fun show, you know, to to see the the outcome. Um, And I'm a fan of both guys. So, you know, just seeing them in the ring together, I think will be good. But we'll see. We'll see the outcome, man. I mean, Adam Cole should win, but I don't know. He should. Yeah. And he will. It will happen. (laughs) Well, you're week. I know you're going to be confident in anything, Adam Cole. I, I of course, of fully course, he hasn't that. gave me any reason to not to be confident in that man. I hear you, but so if Adam Cole loses this matchup, do you lose respect for Adam Cole? No, because he had a great run with the championship. It, it was longer than Finn Balor, but I think he's going to keep it longer than one year. He'll be the first NXT champion to keep it at least at the one year mark because nobody has. Hasn't he already? No, he's like 340 days, I believe, oh. is champion. I thought that was. Okay, cool. All right, man. We'll see. Next week, Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream, NXT Championship. Let's go. Speaking of NXT champions, the women's champion, Charlotte Flair, had a matchup against Mia Yim. Um, I'm confused. Was this for the championship or not? I thought it was. But then, I, I don't know. <laughs> Did you figure that out yet? I didn't figure it out because the commentary, <laughs> you know, was was making it sound like, oh, if Mia Yim wins, then that'll do good for her career. It wasn't like, if Mia Yim wins, she's champion. You know, it was more like, this is a good matchup, a good win potentially for her to have to further her career, you know, in a, in a very general way. So that was weird, you know. Charlotte I thought Flair in the promo was like she's going to be the first yep. to give the lottery title team. defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But then even also too, I think they mentioned uh, Charlotte Flair is going to be facing Io Shirai for the title. Like they, that's why I was they, confused there too. I'm like, well, yeah. did I think Tom Phillips mentioned? Them. I'm like, did Tom Phillips botch that? I'm like, isn't this for? We have to figure out before we even say that statement. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. I was like, I'm that should have been, yeah, <laughs> should have been known. But they just made, yeah, it, they made it really, you know, confusing, and it, it it didn't completely take away for the matchup. But it was just, it was, it was weird to have that confusion going into this matchup. So, um, but it was, a, it was a fun match. I mean, Mia Yim, you know, she she put her all into it. I thought she did a great job. Charlotte Flair went out there, and she was the queen. Yeah, she did her thing. It was was a great match. It was, man. I enjoyed the match. I like how Charlotte Flair didn't take Mia Yim at serious at first. And then it kind of, then the match just kind of morphed and just involved into, all right, now, now Charlotte has to handle business. And so I I enjoy the booking of that style of that match. Yeah. Now we have Io Shirai uh, coming up next. Uh, She showed up and she said, next week, Charlotte, you are mine. So this is another one where it looks like next week Charlotte Flair is defending her title against Io Shirai. Like this is this is happening. Hey man, it's uh, gonna be another notch on her belt, man, for Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, she's beating Io Shirai. She's she's gonna beat her. A lot her. of notches in her belt she's gonna have. 
<laughs> man. And I want Io to win so bad. It's not gonna happen though. Come oh on, man. my I don't god, it hurts me watch. to just. Oh. But it's gonna be a good match though. I think it'll. It be, will be. They'll book it. It right? will be. They'll book it. Yeah. But man, Io, Io, if she can pull this off, man, shock the world and pull this off. I would. I would love it. But now nah, the the prediction for me, my my prediction brain is saying it's gonna be Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair's gonna Most win. Definitely. And I feel like until Rhea Ripley comes back from wherever she's training, I'm sure she's in some gym right now in in just in quarantine. Get back to the promised land. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. I think Charlotte Flair is just going to keep it nice and ready and warm until Rhea Ripley is ready to get back to that promised land. And then, then we get the rematch. Charlotte Flair and Ripley, too. You yes. know, hey, now a lot of more fans are more invested in this one now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's happening. That's it's you can see it. You can see it written, man. It's it's gonna happen. So and I'm I'm here for it. But um yeah, next week it'll be it'll be a fun matchup though. Io Shirai, Charlotte Flair for the championship. Let's go. Let's go. Um yeah, that's the main bits of, of uh this episode here. I mean we did have another um segment with well, actually we haven't talked about this, so Killer Cross is now Carrion Cross. That's that's the name that they're going with. Uh, Hold on. Him. They 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 change up his name? Yeah, it's it's Carrion Cross instead of Killer Cross. Yeah. Okay, they removed Killer. I can see why, marketing-wise. Yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> if it was AEW, it would have been Killer Cross. Yeah. You, know, you got they Murder Hawk over there. Murder Hawk, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess they figure, you know, it's 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 less scary for the kids, maybe, yeah. you know. Uh, I can see that, you know. Because you fine. got six, seven-year-olds watching. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Uh, whatever. Carrying Cross. Okay. <laughs> Carrying Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux. Um, so they're going to make their debut next week. So that should be cool to see them finally uh, officially making their debut on NXT, um, which I'm hoping to. We see the return of Tommaso Ciampa there as well. And the challenge uh, gauntlet thrown down for a matchup coming up in the future. Um, and also, too, Finn Balor is going to be returning next week as well. So we'll see him address, um, you know, Post who the, attacked him. Right. He's supposed to mention about who attacked him from behind yep. or surprise attacked him in this locker room. Yeah. So we'll get some clarity there as well. Should be um, exciting for next week. It, it's going to be a fun NXT next week. Now, the main event for this week was Keith Lee versus Damian Priest for the North American Championship. Um, this matchup here, uh, I'll say this for Damian Priest. You know, his wrestling in-ring, I mean, it was very good in this matchup. I always said it's above average, his in-ring. Yeah, game. he is. Like, he he's is. good. He has good wrestling skills. I'll mention that. Character Absolutely. is something else, though. Right. That That's that's the, the negative on him still. You know, even his promo work here, you know, was, you know, before this matchup, wasn't anything special. It was what you kind of expect from, from Damian Priest. Um, but the match was good. You know, I felt like he did. He did good. Um, what about the forward, end? <laughs> flash forward the, the, to the end. The nightstick was his demise. The nightstick came out. <laughs> and then Keith Lee catches his arm. <laughs> and Damian Priest looks at him, shocked. <laughs> and then he says, no, impossible. impossible. <laughs> I said, stop. Come on. What's happening? <laughs> and Keith Lee says, what did, what did Keith Lee say? He said, no, I <laughs> am limitless. 
Oh no. Oh man, bro. Dude. Yeah. I was laughing. I was I was, I was laughing. I'm like, are you kidding me? The most lamest dude, David Priest. Yeah. The, you know, demise by the nightstick. And says he he <laughs> catches it. What? Impossible. No. <laughs> impossible. I'm thinking I'm watching an anime or something. Like Seriously. That. <laughs> That's impossible. That's what Frieza's voice in there. Right. That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> And it keeps oh, leaving. Hey, man, I got to say, hey, that was lame what he said at the end. It was. I it was. It was. Am limitless. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you Iron Man now? What is this? This is, this is Endgame, you know, at the end there? Come on, Bigfoot man. man I mean, definitely it, had to be there that night, man. Dude, seriously, there was some there was some stuff happening in this show, man. The newly bro show, and then this stuff right here. Right. Like, no, oh, come on, man. Like yeah. the match was good up to that finish, man. I it swear, was. I'm like, this is where you lose me. That's why I asked, like, what did you think of that finish? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was it was hokey, man. It was goofy, and I was. I was a little less annoyed by Keith Lee's line because I immediately thought of Iron Man and I love Endgame. So I'm like, okay, you know, like, I see what you're doing, Keith, but damn, that was goofy. <laughs> that was so goofy. Come on. Because you got joined in with the lameness <laughs> of Damien Priest of saying, yeah. what? Yeah. Impossible. And then just got to add to it, add fuel to the fire. All right, here we go. <laughs> I yeah. am limitless <laughs> golly yeah that was that was uh it, it happened that yeah, happened it did it did on keith leaf watch right there it did <laughs> <laughs> hey i blame damian priest he started it yeah he did he, he did he was man, the catalyst of that lame him. shit right there <laughs> god yeah oh so. man you was always oh my God, man, this dude was always was getting on my nerves with that damn nightstick. He breathes it out, try to distract the ref. Whips it out. Whips it out. <laughs> like, really? Uh, Come on, man. And the ref didn't see it at that point? Yeah. <laughs> really? Like, you can see clearly being two feet behind him, he's holding that nightstick. And he wasn't slick at all, man. He, like, went for the nightstick and went for the belt. Right, and then he puts the belt on the apron just yeah. right in front of the ref, but clearly he has a nightstick in his hand too. <laughs> right, and the the he goes to the ref. He's like, "What? Just secure it, secure the belt." And then the ref goes, grabs the belt like a dumbass, just like just letting <laughs> this dude walk in here yeah. with the nightstick. Then Keith Lee catches the nightstick. Oh my god! And it was just all downhill. Yeah, like oh. No. I think he he closes the nightstick, handed it to the ref. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. That was he was looking. What well, made it look lame too? When he did it because he was supposed to be like out of breath, but yeah. supposedly he had enough energy to close it and then nonchalant hand it to the ref. And for the rest so, to take it out of the Keepley hands. He stopped everything and he closed that nightstick and just very calmly handed it to the ref. Here you go, sir. Here you go. Here you go. Hold on to this real quick. 
Oh, um, man, yeah. And even, I mean, oh, gosh, the Spirit Bomb, too. Like, we've seen some impressive Spirit Bomb power bombs from Keith Lee. Yeah. And that wasn't one of them. He hit him twice with the power bomb, and both of them didn't really have, like, the impact, the height that we usually see from Keith Lee. It was just kind of like, okay, power bomb, let me pick him up one more time. It was, it was fine, you know, but it wasn't the Keith Lee spirit bomb that you see, like what he hit Roman Reigns with, where you're Sky like, high. Damn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that takes your breath away. I was like, oh, wow. What? Like, that was a moment. But here it was just kind of like, okay, let me just let me just finish this match up here real quick. Just power bomb, power bomb, one, two, three, cool. And then you know, I just did work. Let me get this paycheck, and get up out of here real quick. I gotta go home. What's next? Um, after this, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. Right, who's like, next uh, in line to challenge him? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, you know, you're, it, you're done with Damian Priest now. You have to be right at this point. Right. You know. That was a no final nail uh, coffin, like, bro, all right, he just proved the point. He beat you clean, even with that damn nightstick as your assistant. You're done. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was it, man. I don't know who else you, you bring. I mean, you maybe Roderick Strong gets back in the mix because, you know, the, the prophecy is still out there. You know, maybe trying to do the prophecy one more time um, and have a rematch for Roddy. Um I don't know. I don't know. Even that, I don't feel like I'm. I'm looking for that. You know, I feel like I'm looking for somebody new for him to face, and I don't. I don't know who that name. What that name is? Because this guy carrying cross is going against Tommaso Ciampa. Like that's happening. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, man. But you know, whoever it is, they just need to you know keep the the lame quotes to a minimum. In, in future matches, yes. you know, the I am limitless and <laughs> no, impossible. <laughs> right. Just, let's, yeah. let's, let's just gloss over that like we, that never happened. Keith Lee, exactly. you are definitely better than this. Like yes. I've seen it. By the way, man, he did a great job in that main event movie in uh, Netflix. He was called. Oh, the, really? Yeah, he was he was playing another wrestler, but he was called the smooth operator. He was like a singer. And every time he did a promo, he was sing. He he have like the same cadence, but he got some nice pipes on him too. By the way, though. Okay, all right, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it was a good family movie, man. Okay, yeah, because I I don't know, I heard some mixed reviews on it, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It's, it's a WWE movie, right? Yeah, it's it was WWE, but taken to the extreme, though, like the wrestling okay. was. So, so you have to <laughs> definitely suspend your disbelief in this. Oh man! All right, yeah. it, it, it'll be worth checking out at least. Uh, we go, we go. I can trying I can to prepare you for it. Prepare your oh, your boy. mind for it. Oh boy, <laughs> well, we'll see, we'll see. All right, um, yeah, man, that that covers everything on the show. So we're not done yet, though. Part two of the Finn Balor Adam Cole debate is here. Part two. So Devin, this is you, man. I mean, I, I presented you know my my first piece, pieces of evidence here. Yeah. Um, Let's and and I, what, what did you present? So basically, with Finn Balor and versus Adam Cole in terms of title defenses, right? Like this was the the main crux of it. That with with Adam Cole, he had defended it. Uh, what was the number? It was twenty, 20 times, including 20 dark times. Times, 
including dark for both of them I included dark matches because really that's been the whole you know one of the big things for for Adam Cole is that he's a fighting champion he's mm-hmm. defended the title you know so many times um, so looking at it I was expecting that Adam Cole would have defended it more times than you know any other NXT champion um, but then looking at it I think first I saw Neville's and I was like, wait, what? 50 plus times. Hold on. And then I looked at Finn's and it was 50, 52 or something like that. It was over 50. Let's just even call it 50. Just be on the fair side. So let's give him 50 title defenses versus Adam Cole's 28. Like, I was surprised by that number. So that goes, you know, is a, is a notch for Finn Balor in my book. Now, before we even go on with this, too, I do want to want to iterate something about this debate. On my side, I actually don't have a dog in this fight when it comes to the greatest NXT champion of all time. I thought it was it was badass when Finn Balor came out and said, hey, to Velveteen Dream, the next time you want to mention, you know, greatest NXT champion of all time, just know you're looking at him. I was like, damn, that was cold blooded. And I was like, well, let me look into this because Finn Balor, you know, he had we, he hasn't been champion for a while. He hadn't even been in NXT for a while until he made this return. And so Adam Cole, you know, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, you know, Aleister Black. These are the guys in your head right away when you're thinking NXT champion. You know, going back to Finn Balor and some of these other guys, it wasn't, you know, I guess, shame on me for not immediately, you know, you know, thinking about Finn Balor before Finn Balor said that. So I was like, let me put some respect on this man's name and do some research and let's see what's going on. Um, so in terms of this, you know, it's like, this is me just representing a fact. Cause like I said, I thought Adam Cole had more title defenses. I really did. Yeah. And turned out it I, was, I it wasn't so the case. I thought so too. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so in all fairness there, and I did a little bit more research digging in too on both sides. So I'm, I don't, I guess want to present it as like, okay, you're defending Adam Cole and I'm defending Finn Balor because I just want to present what it is. And, you know, hey, it may turn out at the end of this, it's going to be Adam Cole or it may turn out as Finn Balor <laughs> or it may turn out as Neville because I'm going to throw Neville's name into that mix now, too, man. Seeing the amount of times he's defended it, I feel like or I should say the bastard Pac, because that's the name he's going by now. Um, he, he deserves some some credit in this conversation, too. So and maybe some other names that we'll bring up, but we'll, we'll get there. He does. He does. So. You 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 re- so we just recapped your evidence. So you did say, yeah, Finn Balor he had fifty one defenses, title defenses in his title reign of two hundred and ninety two days of being an NXT champion, and then you got Adam Cole who was uh, a lot less, just twenty eight times, almost damn near doubled by Finn Balor. So I'm I'm beginning to dig deeper. I'm like, all right, I see that it's, it's you know it's quite. It's, it, the difference is it's a lot less, but let's dig deeper too. I'm like, who are these matches against? Oh, that's great. I looked at that too. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, Finn Balor, let's look at your title reign now. Let's look at your title defenses. So I'm looking at the, I'm looking at some of the, so, so some of his uh, challengers. I'm like Kevin Owens. I'm like, okay, cool. That's that's a good one. I know there's gonna be some so, disrespect here. I so, Samoa Joe. I'm like, oh, all right, all right. And look at Neville, and then I'm looking at these other ones, very glaring, Tyler Breeze, Baron Corbin, Ty Dillinger, Sami Zayn, uh, yeah, at the at, at, at NXT, his heyday, I'll I put some respect on that. 
Uh, Apollo Crews, no, he wasn't there yet. He wasn't there. Uh, Riddick Moss, one of his recent ones towards the end of his title reign from Finn Balor. Riddick Moss, the offensive lineman of Mojo Rock. Yes, yes. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is, I'm like, this is what we're going to call for, for 51 title defenses. The, the, we're going to call this plethora of matches the quality of, of a greatest NXT champion. I'm like, oh, just, I'm like, no, I can't, I can't buy that. I'm like, so let me look at Adam Cole. So I look at Adam Cole. So I'm like the 28 times. And I in one glaring fact, I'm like, whoa. I'm like, yeah, we saw that he defeated Keith Lee in a in a dark match, but I didn't know it was almost five times. And out of those five times, he beat him back to back nights in with him too. And let's look at this other list as well. Not only that he has Keith Lee multiple times, he has Matt Riddle. At least, uh, I'm counting four times. Uh, Pete Dunne, at least three times. Dave Massa from uh, NXT UK. That dude is a beast. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, Jordan Miles, the NXT Breakout Star uh, tournament winner. Kushida. Mm, you uh, just brought up Jordan Miles, though. Uh, I, I, I got to mm. put respect on that. I got, I got okay. to. I got to. Mm. He was the tournament winner. You know, hey. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Riddick Moss was the 24-7 champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so, and then I look at, you know, November when he had a hell of a month. You know, he killed it. Uh, I think when he had uh, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, Pete Dunne. And Pete Dunne, when he defeated Pete Dunne, he was matching the night at a Survivor Series. When you had NXT was going at against uh, Raw and the SmackDown rosters. And out of those matches, you had matching the night between Pete, Pete Dunne and Adam Cole, which start essentially was supposed to be a, a bathroom break match, but ended up being matching the night. And that was spectacular by Adam Cole. So when I look at this, you know, and, and by the way, he defeated Tommaso twice, one on a dark show and then one uh, one on TakeOver Portland, Oregon, uh, by the way. But he beat Tommaso Ciampa twice, though. And I'm like, man, you know what? This this title defense, uh, this this quality of matches is better than the subpower of Finn Balor. <laughs> OK, so. What I love about what you're saying, because I went in and did the exact same research about who Finn Balor and who Adam Cole defended their titles against. Yeah. To give you the list, for Balor, it's Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, Neville, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, Ty Dillinger, Tyler Breeze, Apollo Crews, Solomon Crow. I don't even know who that guy is. Riddick Moss. And then Adam TNA, Cole. That I had to look that up. I'm like, who is Solomon Crow? I'm like, okay, really so right. far. Right. And then Adam Cole, you got Daniel Bryan, you got Seth Rollins, you got Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Pete Dunne, Kushida, Dave Mastiff. I mean, I don't know. I kind of go back and forth on that guy, but cool. Uh, Zach Gibson, Jordan Miles. Again, I go back and forth on him and Bronson Reed. Uh, it's fine. But to that point, when you look at the quality of those guys, if you compare them, if you you know, take the the opponents that Adam Cole has. I mean, those guys, I would put that crew up against uh, Ballers and say that Adam Cole's opponents were better than than Finn Ballers, 100%. I have no, you know, argument against that, you know, for sure. Now, one thing I will say for Adam Cole's matchups, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of the amount of 
time in between some of these matchups too, though. Um, for a fighting champion, it is interesting. Like it's been a while since we've seen Adam Cole defend that title. And my thing, you know, with Adam Cole's title reign versus Finn Balor's is that in the amount of time that he had been champion to have had so fewer title defenses, you know, than Finn Balor, who you've already. Well, well, hold on. Well, let's look at that since you brought up title defenses. If we're going to talk about television title defenses, including pay-per-views, Adam Cole still defended more. He had 10 compared to Balor's six. So when you say that. I'm saying the time. So, okay. One is the amount of time that you have the championship is cool, but it kind of gets diminished a little bit if you're not defending the mat, the belt as many times as that other guy. You know, that's, and I'm not even saying either televised or untelevised. I'm just saying, like, it's one thing if you, you could be a champion for Well, five you got to mention straight. televised because this is, this is like the bread and butter of the wrestling show. This is where you, this is where the crowd gets to know you. So fair enough, but his <laughs> whole thing about being the fighting champion in that video mm-hmm. that they were posting to help build up the rematch between him and and uh, Johnny Gargano, it was built off of dark matches. You know, the Bay Bay Championship, you know, tour, none of that happened on television. You know, so a lot of the respect that came from from for Adam Cole you know, was built off of a video that we saw that showed him against Riddle, him against Keith Lee, you know, in these dark matches. So you can't say like, hey, you know, let's, you know, weigh it this way, but then not count those, you know, dark matches. Because, again, the fighting champion moniker, a lot of that came from him, you know, on these dark matches. Another thing, too. Is I mean, let's be real. He's got this group, the Undisputed Era, right? And I would love to see some of these matches to see how they went, by the way. And it's we can't really judge on what may or may not have happened. But Finn Balor is doing this on his own. Finn Balor, there's no doubt that Finn Balor was on his own for these matches, going in against some quality competition in terms of Joe, Kevin Owens, Neville, whose title reign, too, I'm putting respect on as being... One of the better title reigns as well. Sami Zayn was basically Daniel Bryan at that time. Baron Corbin at that time was way better than the Baron Corbin that we're seeing now. My opinion, the Lone Wolf no, Baron Corbin, not not at oh NXT yeah, Baron absolutely, Baron absolutely. Baron the Baron Corbin NXT Baron Corbin looked like he actually may be a legitimate badass in wrestling, whereas the King Corbin joke lame character that he has. No one cares for. No one respects. Like, no one's afraid of this Baron Corbin, short of him destroying Elias just recently. That's almost like a throwback to how we felt about Corbin when he was in NXT. So, just throw that out there. Ty Dillinger, you know, I don't know if you mentioned him. I threw his name out there. Yeah, in terms I, I of old, him. Right. So, I'm not going to put him in the same category as, say, like a Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee. But Ty Dillinger at that time as well... Big face. I mean, the perfect tens. Like everybody was all about Ty Dillinger. So you know that to me. If you want to throw out the guy Jordan Miles and Bronson Reed and you know these other guys, Dave Mastiff. Like Ty Dillinger was more popular and more respected than all of those guys, really. So you know that to me. Tyler Breeze, also the NXT Tyler Breeze. 
I mean, this is a guy that, you know, they would put against some of the the legends that they would bring back from Japan, you know, like these guys at that time, you know, WWE has a way of diminishing a lot of these guys when they get to the main roster. We don't know what all of these guys are going to look like. Like basically, Adam Cole has gone against two guys that are in, you know, on Raw and SmackDown. But, you know, the Johnny Garganos, the Tommaso Ciampa, the Keith Lees, where Adam Cole actually benefits here is that we haven't seen them get diminished by Raw and SmackDown. On the other hand, though, we have seen what has happened to the Sami Zayn's, the Baron Corbins, the Ty Dillinger's, the Tyler Breeze's, the Apollo Cruises on Raw and SmackDown because of poor booking. Had these guys been actually used in the way that they were used in NXT, you know, or let's say they had never gone. But to you could think, but Raw you could think for it. NXT Adam Cole for that, for building the brand to what it is and for it to allow wrestlers to come back from Raw and SmackDown. Hey, for for example, like you're saying, Finn Balor to come back to that environment for NXT, man, and still and still be in that limelight and not lose that momentum, man, not lose that starlight because what Adam Cole has built, you know, that brand. Perfect you say that in terms of not lose that momentum because the momentum that Adam Cole is benefiting on actually got really kickstarted with guys like Finn Balor. And you can actually point to Finn Balor in terms of where even takeovers became more of a thing. Prior to Finn Balor, the takeover events that they had were all events at either Full Sail or one of their other smaller locations down there in Florida. Neville's championship matches were never really the one of those main, like those big arena type matches. But it was Finn Balor and Kevin Owens matches in championship matches that expanded NXT to be looked at and say, oh, hey, wait a minute. This is a third brand now. Even when they were calling it developmental, it was guys like Finn Balor who was maybe making people think, wait a minute now. This is just as good, as, if not better than what they're what, doing on the Finn Smack. Balor only had like one stadium worthy show and like like you said and that would be takeover in, in Brooklyn against Kevin Owens. But other than that, it's been like, you know, just house show level shows after that. So that's not true because Kevin so so I'm, I'm talking about I'm just for I'm off. just saying for Finn Balor though. At when Right when, for Finn but that's not true though in terms of arena matches because for Finn Balor two of his match of the year candidate matches that he had as champion one of them was in japan right massive arena there that they had you oh know, live had the fans okay th- I, I missed exactly. that one all right you were there right. was that You're right there was another one too that he had against small joe in london that was also massive and the other part of that too is that with finn balor i just mentioned two international you know uh, uh events that they put on they traveled the world and went out of the country to go and take Finn Balor over there because that happened because Finn Balor, you know, part of the reason why that that happened was because Finn Balor being that he was, you know, he came from New Japan. It's like it was almost like a homecoming for Finn Balor. Like they wanted to make that be something massive. And sure enough, it was, you know, and this is Finn Balor being a part of an expansion expansion of NXT. Also, that matchup in London, that almost foreshadowed NXT UK. You could argue NXT UK may not even happen if not for a guy like Finn Balor being the champion that he is to take that brand over there and have it be a success in London. 
Like, whereas with Adam Cole, all due respect to Adam Cole and the champion that he's been because he's been a great champion. And I don't want this to be like, hey, you know, I'm saying Adam Cole isn't a great champion because he absolutely was. He absolutely is because he's still currently champion. Yes. But the credit that we're giving Adam Cole for expanding NXT in this situation, the reality of Wednesday nights, NXT it's it's so clear to to so many of us watching AEW go live on Wednesday nights that Vince McMahon is is giving and it it saddens me to say this because you know I feel like they deserved better but it probably would not have happened had it not been for AEW the fact that NXT went live on Wednesdays it just wouldn't have happened you know it's sad to say because I'm such a fan of NXT I've been a fan of NXT Damn near from the beginning. But when NXT you know, was getting ready to come to getting ready to come live, they already already chosen their day. It was Wednesday before even a, a, a before AEW decided which day was going to be live on. Uh, you, I would look into that because from from if memory serves correctly, we knew about AEW's day definitively before because i remember there i remember still speculating about that like what day was going to be like like will it be monday or tuesday we were still talking about that and then right but we knew never but we knew about the rumors of nxt getting ready to be live but still going to be wednesdays maybe on fox or fox sports or something like that what i remember is us getting confirmation about aw and then the announcement being made by WWE that NXT was also going to be going live on USA. Like, I don't think that deal, we would have to go back and look at this to get the, the actual fact on this. And that, that might be hard to get, but I'm willing to do that to figure out when exactly all this, this timing lined up. But if memory serves this, the, the one big sticking point for a lot of people was Vince is going to put NXT against AEW. So if AEW doesn't go live, NXT doesn't go live. What you're saying about them keeping that day and knowing they wanted to do Wednesday. I mean, they were already, if memory serves, they're already on Wednesday on the network. But in terms of going live, going on USA. But they was live before AEW were. But we already knew AEW was, was going to be on Wednesday. Yeah. They wanted to beat AEW to the punch. That's true. By going sure. live before them because they were already doing shows. So it was easy to say, hey, the first hour of NXT is going to be on USA and then we're going to finish it on on the network for these next two weeks or whatever it was that they were doing that. But we actually didn't know it, the, the whole reason they even were doing because basically from what you're saying, are you saying that we were going to get NXT live on USA on Wednesdays regardless of AEW. Yeah, because they are they were already doing even before they they was on USA network. You watch NXT on the network on Wednesdays anyway. That's yeah. that's when No, absolutely. So so, but, so when we saw rumors and I see reports, it just made sense. I'm like it's still going to be the same day even before AEW came like we knew they was going to be a live show, but we didn't know what day it was it was going to fall on though. 
No, the the whole AEW being there is the reason why that show ended up being what it is on Wednesdays. That's that's why they wanted they wanted to go and basically take viewers away. I think we even talked about this on the podcast. The whole thing was the win. I don't even I don't remember who it was that said it, but the win for Vince in this situation is if we can take even half or any viewers away from watching AEW, it's a win. Yeah, that's like, what you that said. Was the I don't mindset. remember you saying that. Right. So that this the whole point of them going to and and that's why I was so like, you know, man, it sucks that it came to this that this is why we get it. I'm glad we get the Wednesday night wars, but I feel like it would have never happened if not for AEW going live because if AEW doesn't make that announcement to say, "Hey, we're here. We're going to go live. We have to we have to deal with Turner Sports." NXT is on the network. Like, it's just going to stay on the network. I don't know, they're, man. We, we don't know. I think they was already on the precipice of being that next level brand anyway. Like, that's what I'm saying. It, that's why I told you on, it, from last argument. Like, we don't, we don't, we don't know if NXT would gradually would have became a live show. Maybe not on the timeline of, of what we expected with AEW since they had to respond, but maybe it was a longer time period. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Cause I think right, they was think, on that, that right trajectory of being a, eventually a live show. I think personally, they were already at that quality before AEW became a thing. To me personally, I believe that NXT was already worthy yeah. of having a live show before AEW became a thing. But the thing that made it happen was the fact that they wanted to take viewers away from AEW. Vince is afraid of his competition, and so he's going to try to do whatever he can to sabotage them, period. So what, short of moving Monday Night Raw to Wednesdays, which he's not going to do no. because it's it's Raw, and then moving SmackDown, which at that time I think SmackDown was on Tuesdays, on Tuesdays. Yep. to Wednesdays, he's like, well, you know, why not? have this show NXT go live because also too they're very similar to each other. But that's why I disagree. Like NXT, I just thought it just made you know they just kept it the same day because Wednesday was already a new episode for day. NXT on for for on the network. So I get what you're saying that they didn't move the day. Yeah logistically right? they, they didn't really change anything. Just, I just get making you. it live. But the fact though that now you get to put this show because again they were on the network so why not just keep it on the network right why are you you know moving it to usa you know when aew you know is 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 going live on tnt you know it's because you know there's some people that don't have the network that are going to be just casually watching tv on on you know cable tv and they're going to flip and they're going to see you know aew now and so if you can give them something else to watch as an alternative to AEW, another wrestling show to watch where, you know, because, again, not everybody has the network. Now you're putting like their competition. Now it's like, OK, we're going to have NXT go up against AEW to try to take those viewers away from AEW and stifle their their, you know, their momentum, you know, here. So. You know, for me, it's 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 one of those things like, you know, I think Adam Cole, you know, has been a fun champion to watch. He's been he's you know, fact is he's the longest reigning champion. 
Um, you know, he with the Undisputed Era is the most they're the most popular faction going right now, maybe outside of the New Day. That's probably the next most popular one. So those two, I would say, are the two top factions. Um, you know, the crowd loves Adam Cole. Like Adam Cole is is just so popular. The crowd, every time he comes out to the ring, you know, Adam Cole, baby, without question, that whole crowd's going to go nuts. When he does the boom, they all go for it. So, you know, he is definitely worthy of being looked at as being, you know, one of, if not the greatest NXT champion of all time. I think the funness of this debate, though, is that a guy like Finn Balor, who, you know, it's been, what, 2016, I want to say, is when a lot of this is was happening for Finn Balor. Then he went off to Monday Night Raw and was Universal Champion. Like it's been some time, you know. It's been some time away, and for me, it's been almost you know, four four years, right? And I I looked at it, you know, when he said that he made that quote. I'm like, let's dig in and look. And when you look at it, I feel like it's not yeah. clear cut at all. I don't know. You lost of, to Samoa Joe using your strongest character as as the demon. Hey. I don't know that. Yeah, but then I can throw at you. Well, you know, Adam Cole used the entire undisputed era against Johnny Gargano and lost. That's not the same. (laughs) That's let's let's not go there. It's not the same. Come on now. It is not. It is. It's not the same. No, it's not. You had help from three other guys. No, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Finn Balor. Why did we come back by himself? Why did we come, <laughs> dude? I'm just, I just because you you throw that out about Finn Balor using his his best gun, his biggest, his biggest gun, gun, the biggest gun that he has against Samoa Joe, and he lost. lost right? Okay. So what is Adam Cole's biggest gun? It is his undisputed faction. It is exactly. Yeah, and he lost. Yeah. And he lost. He did. None, he lost. It didn't make sense. None. He lost, like, though. Take take the logic and your opinions on the, the facts of it is he lost. He has that L on his record. And Kyle O'Reilly, it, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong were all there. Yes. Non-logical way. Yes, he lost. It doesn't. But in the logical it, he way, he wouldn't have lost. No, no. Because now, don't. So there's, there's the kayfabe and then there's the behind the scenes. So. If you want to put the writing and all of that into it, to this debate, that kind of changes things. Then we get into all sorts of other debates. But if you take it for what it is, the win-loss record for what it is and what it happened, that happened to both of them. You know, it's it's just looking at it cleanly. He lost. He had help and he lost to Johnny Gargano. That's all right, man. He lost, but, you know, he never Lost again in the championship match. Hell, he is almost your NXT champion for almost one year. He's going to be that first NXT roster member to cross that one-year threshold. Yeah, that would be. He's already. And he's, he's already, already the, the greatest training. NXT champion. He's, he's already. You know, this the, is just going to solidify it right here. Nah, see, for me, you know. Like, if I'm to make a decision on it, it's 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 tough, really, because Adam Cole, the best part about Adam Cole's title reign is the list of wrestlers that you named off that he has gone against, because I have a lot of respect for those wrestlers. Yeah. The thing that bothers me, though, about Adam Cole's reign versus Finn Balor, there's a couple things. One is the fact and, you know, you take it for what it is. But if you're champion for that many times, but you have half the defenses, it doesn't make you look like a fighting champion because a guy if if I'm champion for a month, let's just throw this out there as a as a hypothetical. 
if I'm champion for a month and I and I wrestled, you know, and, and defended my championship 30 times and you have been champion for a year and you've, you know, defended your championship 30 times, it's a little bit different. It's like, man, you, are you taking the same amount of risk as I am? Kayfabe wise, let's just, you know, looking at it like that, like the fighting champion aspect of it. It's amazing to, to to defend the title that many times, but then someone else doubled you in title defenses in a shorter amount of uh, time. It's not the same. That means something. It's not the same quality. I'm sorry, man. I could Adam Cole. He has so many matches of on TV wise that was that was match of the year candidates, man. Yeah, but so did so did Finn, Finn Balor. But I'm saying he still had more title both defenses. Have three. In in that way, he was shown more. I I think in that way he was he was shown more to the crowd that he has elevated the brand. Now I I and when you say elevating the brand, that's also where you know that's a hard one for me because I think the Finn Balor elevated NXT in a way that is really getting disrespected. If you're, I'm saying, not saying he, he he never you know not elevated the brand. I'm putting respect like he did, but I'm I'm saying Adam Cole he took it and he ran with it now. But the specifics of how he ran with it, you're giving him credit for NXT being on being live on Wednesday nights, right? Yeah, that's what you're well, saying. What he's doing because it happened on his watch. He's the champion. So he so by the by, <laughs> so you're funny. It happened on his watch. Okay, <laughs> that's different. That's different than him elevating it to that level. Like he made it happen. It happened on his watch. It also happened on Keith Lee's watch. Keith Lee is there too now. You know, Keith Lee is North American champion. And by the way, Adam Cole. So so here's another thing that kind of hurts Adam Cole. Uh-huh. And I'm sorry to say it, but it does. What are you going to say? A little bit. Hurt Adam Cole. Adam Cole having the Undisputed Era with him versus a lot of these guys doing it on their own. It's neither here or there, man. He already that shown hurts him. He, that multiple hurts times. Him. And, we don't, and we don't even know within these dark matches or these clean clean wins. I wish I could find some more deeper, find some just more detailed cool, research. But, but the fact is we have seen Adam Cole use the numbers game in a championship match. We have. He did it again with Tommaso Ciampa. And even Johnny Gargano helped him at the end retain his belt against Tommaso Ciampa. So we know a lot of how Adam Cole has, quote unquote, survived some of these matches. And that's just him being smart, showing him how, how smart of a character he is. And that way he's just showing off his intellect. Can't knock that. Yeah, but it's not him doing it. Like it's not him, you know what I'm saying? Like you can it is say him. It's, it's him that him came up with the plan to use his guys. That's him. But to use his guys, but it's not him beating his opponent one on one. You know what I'm saying? Like Finn Balor, Finn Balor is winning these matches one on one. Finn Balor did not have a. He wasn't with the Bullet Club. He's not. He doesn't have guys coming in and doing high low and you know feeding him you know the title belt to try to use in the matchup that's like stuff like that doesn't happen or didn't happen with Finn Balor he had to go out there one-on-one and beat these guys you know and however you want to look at it he's fighting them one-on-one it's him mano y mano well not really one-on-one matches a lot of of these matches that he was in triple threat too compared to Adam Cole which he's just a lot of mano y mano so 
when you take that out, uh, yeah, it's a lot of triple no, threat it's, matches. It's, it's, Bro, it's, it's a lot of triple threat matches and I'm counting. You're, you're missing Finn my Balor. point, though, with, with Finn Balor being, it's him. Like, okay, it's him against three guys, right? But with Adam Cole, it's Adam Cole and his three friends against one dude. Come on, man. That's, that's different. And it's a lot harder to, it, it makes it, it doesn't make it easier to have a triple threat or a fatal four-way match as a champion. Most champions hate that. They go on those matches like, this isn't fair. How, why am I having to defend my title against all? We saw Bailey complaining about having to be in a, in a fatal five-way, you know, just at WrestleMania because the odds are against you. You don't even have to get pinned to lose that matchup. And Finn Balor won. You don't even have to get pinned. Yeah, so yeah, out even of, I, out of the 51, 40, uh, out of the 51, 10 of those matches were, were triple threat or fatal four-ways. You just, then you just, you just, with that, you make my point. That that's even harder because now you don't have to get pinned to lose. You don't. With Adam Cole, not only even if he's in a triple threat match, he has guys helping him. Yeah, but he never been in a triple threat match, man. Usually he's just one on one. And then if he have to use his guys because he already shown that he knows how to defend the belt one on one. Like and he took it across multiple brands. Like he took it on SmackDown, Raw, and Evolve as well to show that he's a fighting champion one on one. Come on, what? Is this? Yeah, okay. He went to Evolve. He went to the developmental of NXT I'm just to go and defend the title. Took it. Cool. I'm saying he so he haven't kept so <laughs> just, he, he that way Evolve really that way he elevated the belt. He was able to take it across across multiple brands and not just within his okay. wheelhouse and look at Finn, Finn Balor, Balor it went was to within his Japan win. Finn Balor went within to London house. before before NXT UK was a thing Finn Balor went to London I'm saying there he within, no- when, within wheelhouse he's still facing the NXT roster it wasn't outside of that it was Adam Cole that was going outside his brand. He just didn't face the best of the best within NXT he went to Smackdown he went to Raw so okay, so, so so Finn Balor then going off to you're you're not gonna weigh the fact that he went all over the world to defend this belt, but Adam Cole going to evolve is like oh my god that's that's great, but Finn Balor going to Japan nah we'll just go ahead and you know erase that because he went against Kevin Owens oh how horrible Kevin Owens. Multiple time champion. Is Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens in against Kevin Owens still within the NXT roster? It, it wasn't outside. It wasn't. It didn't like Finn Balor went and faced John Cena in uh, Tokyo. That would have been a hell of a match if he would have did that and beat Finn and, and beat John Cena. I'm like, all right, now you probably got me right there. Okay, Finn Balor or sorry, Adam Cole against Seth Rollins. Adam Cole didn't win that match. He won, that he match won by end. disqualification. Still won. The match. Oh, he won by disqualification. So he didn't pin. He didn't submit Still him. Won. He won by disqualification. Still. That no, that's the, <laughs> that is awful. That is the more that you talk about Adam Cole, the and less respect still, that I have for him and he's because of these excuses. Then what about? Like, then what about uh, Daniel Bryan SmackDown main event? That was clean. That was cool. Sweet. Yeah, cool. cool. He beat him. Absolutely. I respect that. I totally respect that. But then don't go and turn around and disrespect him beating Kevin Owens. Like Kevin, look, how many, how many quote unquote I'm not disrespecting main roster guys Ke- are we I'm looking at I'm not disrespecting here? Kevin Owens, but I'm just taking for what it is. The NXT, we're talking about at the time period, at that time. I'm not looking outside of that. I'm not looking as, I'm not looking out as Kevin Owens. Oh, what he has become. I'm looking as what he was at that time. 
And what he was at that time was a guy that went and beat John Cena. He went, Kevin Owens went to, what was it, Raw and beat John Cena. Cool. He went outside and beat a guy on the main round. And that's the biggest name. And and Finn Balor turned around and beat him. Maybe he's better than uh, Finn Balor as the NXT champion then. Because <laughs> oh, he actually God. defended his belt across. You know what? You bring up a great point. Thank you, man. Thank you. So okay, so Kevin Owens that. is better than 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 Adam Cole then. No, no, not, I'm not Kevin I'm, Owens did it by himself. He didn't have a stable. I'm saying that we may be at the same here? level because you know he did beat Daniel Bryan at the main event. You know, defending his NXT title. Yeah, and then you know you got Kevin Owens did the same thing with John Cena. But what did Finn Balor do? What if he went, Finn to, Balor he went to Japan really? and fought Kevin Owens in Japan? I'm thinking uh-huh. maybe he's gonna fight, I don't know, Brock Lesnar and beat him. Okay, something newsworthy or John Cena or some somebody so from the main roster. Newsworthy. At the same, at the same so time. So it's not newsworthy. So this at is the, the guy that you're saying elevated weight. So <laughs> so Adam Cole elevated the brand by happening to, to by what well, what did you say? On his watch, NXT got promoted to live on USA. Yeah, oh, that's elevated. Elevated the brand. He he whoopty freaking do. I mean, if you want me to get ruthless on Adam Cole, I'm gonna say he was hey, just hey, there. He, hey, essentially he stole what you the just show said Survivor was, Series, and it's supposed to no, be the Raw and he, SmackDown uh, pay per view, and NXT took over thanks to Adam Cole. They took over thanks to Adam Cole, not thanks to the women's division. Which, by the way, he wasn't even in the main event. Of that but show. Up, that's what I'm saying. He it ended was up Shayna stealing that show, though. He ended up stealing the show. People the walked show. away talking about Shayna Baszler beating Becky Lynch and who was it? Bailey in that matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adam Cole and Pete Dunn's matchup was great, but the main event, they didn't even go into that putting Adam Cole in the main event. And you want to tell me that, oh, Adam Cole elevated Adam he Cole? He did. They from- just could have not just had it. They just could have had that, that match just on TakeOver War Games and just kept it there. But no, they decided to have the triple threat. Matter of fact, he fought back to back. Come on now. Adam McCole, the night before at TakeOver War Games, he lost, and then he had to come back and win clean. So he uh, he lost. I'm just going to just be real ruthless about all of this. We you just go. said it. Here he lost. Go. He lost. He lost. I don't care how he won or lost anymore. I mean, <laughs> the DQ win against Seth Rollins doesn't matter, right? Oh, yeah. He, who cares? He won. Okay, well, he lost. He lost it to Monster Chomp. It wasn't that for happened. the belt, though. He lost. It wasn't for the belt. It was the I don't team. Care. He was champion, and he it lost. Was team. Done. It was a team His effort. His team, the great leader, team Adam effort. Cole, lost. Team also, effort. now it's a team but effort when, it, when they when it lose. As champion. We're talking about uh, champion. Uh, We're not talking about, uh, not talking about okay. the greatest okay. NXT or the greatest Adam character. Cole, the great leader, champion. Adam Cole, who on his watch elevated the brand, yes. can't lead his team to beat Tommaso Ciampa. I got did, it. Did, did okay. he win a Survivor Series? Yeah, he did. Did he Did he lose what it? Was from what games? What was from Balor? Did Johnny Gargano beat him and the entire Undisputed Era by himself? Was, yeah, was I think Finn that Balor happened. Was Finn Balor on the match? Yep, that Balor? happened. Did Johnny Gargano help Adam Cole retain his title and his last title defense? Which, by Who the way, was the last time Slam. that you even... Man, oh, this dude that elevated oh, man. that elevated NXT can't even get NXT and NXT takeover now. That's how bad it is. <laughs> We're still getting WWE pay-per-views, and yet there's no takeover. Dude, man. I, I'm just gonna even be real, man. Technical difficulties cannot stop the truth. It can't. 
<laughs> it can. Yeah, it can. Because the, the guy sent sent nope. this blasphemy. You were talking like, nope. hold on. Now nope. we're just being really disrespectful. No, I'm this not being disrespectful. Say, forget this. The man in this session. Now we're starting to get a little bit more detail with the way that Adam Cole is winning these matches. The man is surviving these matches as a heel. What? And hey, it's cool. Yes, he survived. There's so matches. he goes on a main detail. event. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's 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 hit the pause. And, uh, and if so, you want to pin so it, so he you goes pin to the Smackdown. matches that I'm talking. Hold on, you got to pin the matches that I'm talking about. Oh, I got to pin the matches. Hold on, I got to yes. pin the matches now. Yeah, I'm because saying, you want to you want to throw the Daniel Bryan. That's not what I'm talking about when I said surviving. I I said it specifically. When Adam Cole went against multiple, Tommaso Ciampa. I can go multiple matches that on TV that he just didn't survive. It was him beating them clean. That's fine, but here's the beautiful part about this whole debate. You don't have to question it with Finn Balor. That's my point. Finn Balor, it's not like, oh, Finn Balor had a DQ win. Or, oh, you know, we had Johnny Gargano going there and hit, you know, Finn Balor's opponent. And he got a win. Or, oh, Seth Rollins got DQ'd. But that, no. Finn Balor won. Pinned his opponents. Uh, we have Adam Cole. Okay. Maybe the triple threat, he had some help. Maybe he, he captured, uh, used the opportunity. It wasn't him. I'm sure that usually happened half the time. But uh, you know what? For argument, I will actually go back and watch these triple threat matches just to see how the how this finished, you know, how he was able to, to uh, defend his title. The funny thing about what you're saying, too, is, okay, so if Finn Balor is being smart, Let's okay, not even say Finn Balor. Let me take Adam Cole. Adam Cole has Undisputed Era help him. Oh, he's being smart with the way that he's using, you know, you know, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish and all these guys. He's being yeah, smart. Of course. But in a triple threat match, you're gonna turn around and say, Oh, if Finn Balor got help because Samoa Joe kicked Kevin Owens in the face. And then Finn Balor hit a coup de gras because he's taking the fa- that's all of a sudden weak. That is because he he's the one that put on his persona as he can do it by himself. If you can do it oh by, by yourself, God. do it by yourself. Adam Cole has shown that he can do it by himself. But who cares then, at this point? Then Why time again he has to use his use his intellect and use his brain power. See, see, that's where that's where this is funny because you're here discounting the fact that he does do these things. The matches that he wins by himself, you discount it. You say, oh, no, it's not a big deal. Then he's in a triple threat match. Oh, no, you know, he's, he's going in a triple threat match. But with Adam Cole, it's like he uses the Undisputed Era. Oh, he's I like how you try to imitate my voice. <laughs> that wasn't me imitating your voice. That's just me being like, this is what I'm hearing. <laughs> like, come on. If I could give, look, look, real talk. Adam Cole being the longest reigning champion of all time is awesome. Adam Cole going against that list of wrestlers to get there is awesome. It is. Adam, that it's is an awesome, re- it's an awesome resume to have. Okay, facts and facts. But now, if I'm going to address a fact on Adam Cole, I got to address a fact on Finn Balor. The fact on Finn Balor, number one from part one of this debate that we had, was me saying the fact that Finn Balor had less days as champion, but more title defenses means something. Fact. You defended the title more times than this dude did in in less time. That means something. So that's a notch for Adam Cole and a notch for Finn Balor. All right. If we're going to look at the fact that, you know, 
Adam Cole is a great leader, you also have to look at the fact that Adam Cole has help. He has a stable. He has people helping him. So you want to give him credit for being a leader. You have to acknowledge the fact that he's leading somebody to help him win matches. Cool. On the flip side, Finn Balor is doing this by himself. It's him. Whether it's in a one-on-one matchup or in a triple threat. And triple threat matches, they always talk about it. The champion doesn't even have to be pinned. He could get both guys, or you know, if it's a fatal four-way, all three of them can decide, you know what, let's powerbomb this through the, through the table and let's handle this amongst ourselves so we get a new champion. And it doesn't happen. It, it didn't happen. He won those, those 10 matches that you said. Those are 10 triple threat matches that he has a numbers game against him. With Adam Cole, the numbers game is never against him. It's never against him. And again, the positive of that is Adam Cole is being smart using his friends to help him. But there is a negative to that, which is Adam Cole is using friends to help him. It works both ways. Now, again, Adam Cole. There's no negative to that if you already proved that you could win by your by yourself. That's that's like if doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yes, if, it does I, not I can matter. say that. I, so if Ben Balor, but for then example, you, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so let's stick with that. So if Adam Cole has shown that he can win by himself, but then he uses his stable to help him, then it doesn't matter. Okay. Finn Balor has shown he can win by himself, but when he's in a triple threat match, all of a sudden, the fact that other people are in the matchup somehow makes it easier for him in that situation, and that's not okay? Like, that doesn't make sense. See, now, we could talk about... (laughs) (laughs) I could talk about Adam Cole, how it works for him, because he's a hero character. All right, we're going to talk about how... Finn Balor put on this persona, like, I don't need no help. He's the face. So, yeah. With Adam Cole, you expect that. But when he first got that that title, he didn't win by nefarious means. He won well, by himself. Hold on. Also, too, the whole thing about Adam Finn Balor saying, I don't need any help. You trying to tell me Adam Cole wasn't sitting here saying, I did this by myself. I'm Adam Cole. I'm the greatest champion. Hell he, yeah. He should none. Well, okay. But then you just said it's okay for him to use help. So Adam Cole is not being truthful if he's saying, oh, I'm the greatest, I'm this, I'm that. When he's clearly using help, even though you're justifying it, he's still this using is the way help. you could justify for Johnny Gargano for going here. I could justify this. I'm not going into Johnny Gargano debate. I'm going to stay on track. <laughs> I'm not because then it's going to be a whole other debate. Hey, I'm just trying to prove an argument right here. Adam Cole is using help. You can't like you, you, you just blow my mind with this. The fact that it's like, oh, Adam Cole using help is justified. But yet Adam Cole himself will it say is justified. But hey, Adam Cole himself will say it's him that he's the you know what Adam Cole should say. Undisputed era is the greatest world heavyweight champion of all time because it's not him. Then at this point, how did he get the title? The first? Era. How did he get the title? How did he achieve the title? He won Look, it by beating Johnny Gargano. Yeah, one absolutely. On one. And then not with Undisputed. He actually he actually told Undisputed to go to go uh backstage. He didn't need them, man. He came out by himself and won by himself. So But also too, so cool. He won that matchup by himself. No one has ever said Adam Cole hasn't won clean matches. But what you're trying to say is when he does use Undisputed to help him, it doesn't matter. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it 
you, it you matter because you're already proven the fighting champion. I, I said this before in podcast episodes. I'm like, I'm willing to accept him winning as a heel character by nefarious means because he already proved he's a fighting champion. Yes, but then you can't go and say Finn Balor in a triple threat match where he's by himself. You don't count that because Finn Balor says he could do it by himself. Finn Balor isn't getting help. That's a face character. He's He's not getting help. What is the heel? There's nothing heel about what he's doing. What's the heel aspect of him? What's the heel? How is he a heel in a triple threat match? How? You're saying he's a face character. He shouldn't. What's the heel aspect of him in a triple threat match? Uh, Him just using. Well. Maybe him winning by opportunity, maybe when in the triple threat with him, so, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe, maybe when he had beat one of them, he had they he had used the opportunity. They they was uh, distracted with each other. No. OK, first of all, you're saying a lot of what ifs and maybes and all that in there to describe <laughs> what Finn Balor may have done or may not have done. Two, by your logic, anybody that's in a triple threat match now is a heel because you're having other people attack the person that you're going against too. So by your definition right there, it sounds like you're saying if you're in a, in a triple threat, you're a heel. Let me ask you this. <laughs> what is he? Okay. I, I don't even know how to respond to this. Because <laughs> you just, instead of answering that question, you just want to switch it. Which, no, I'm not want to switch it. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to. So it's not. So, so, so I need to ask it? the question. So but you before, no, if you want me to answer your question, I would like you to answer mine. <laughs> is it a, is he a heel? Is anybody who's in a triple threat match a heel by your definition? Because Finn Balor is in a triple threat match. Okay, Kevin Owens may have hit, you know, Samoa Joe, and then Finn Balor is capitalizing off of that. So if we could use that logic for Finn Balor, who in his matches during NXT, his time in yeah, NXT, hell yeah, face, if the way, if it depends on the way it's booked. If if you're so, if you're that face character and now you're using if you're gonna win by a heel tactic, okay. But the funny thing about what you're saying is one again, what ifs and maybes. If you're gonna Finn Balor is a face character, and you, like, I don't want to be like too aggressive with this, but you are not. You don't have the facts to back that up. You're just making this up at this point to say Finn Balor is taking advantage of what Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe did in these matches. But that's what I said. I like I would have to look at this. I like I, I would literally go and review these matches. That's fine. And, but and you watch can't the use the what ifs right threat. now in this debate because you don't know. And all we know is that Finn Balor was a face. So to go and try well, to you use don't know that how, like do you remember all these triple threat matches? How he won. But that's ridiculous. You saying that is well, like saying, okay, well, let's so go, let's, I'm just going to go ahead and guess and say this is what happened in all those matches I didn't see. Cool. Then I'm going to go ahead and guess that Adam Cole <laughs> in all of his matches, I don't know what the hell he did. For all I know, he all of those matches, he did something you know nefarious to win and, or well, that seemed or like whatever. That's, for, for argument's sake, it seemed like where, where that what you was trying to say. For his time not what I'm trying to say. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying, I'm speaking. I'm speaking to the specific ones that I've seen. With Seth Rollins, there was a DQ for the one against Tommaso Ciampa. Johnny Gargano came out first. Of all, the entire undisputed era came out, and still that almost wasn't enough again. And then you had Johnny Gargano come out and you know use the belt on Tommaso Ciampa and then all what did Adam Cole do he didn't hit him with the last shot he didn't do you know destroyer he just went crawled over his body and took the pin off of Johnny Gargano hitting him with with the belt 
those are facts. That's not me making this up or just saying what ifs. That happened. That and to me, you know, for someone to say well, the to fighting you, champion, I guess that, that make, tarnishes uh, makes that. A gra- it a great, it. Well, to me, it doesn't. You know, same way how you can well, overlook. Then you know Johnny the Gargano then at that point because <laughs> if you're just gonna go ahead and ignore the quality because you were talking about the quality of his opponents, the quality of Finn Balor's opponents. I'm Yet not even ignoring ignore, it. I'm, wait, I'm hold just, on, hold on, hold on. You were looking at the quality of the opponents, and you're just saying, "Hey, you know what? Like the 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 Nevilles and the Sami Zayns and the Baron Corbins and Ty Dillingers, whatever. We're just gonna ignore all. Okay, cool. Like it, it's just <laughs> you're exhausting, man, with this whole thing. Like trying to be trying to understand like your 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 logic with it and what you selectively choose to to see and not see. The DQs don't matter to you. Okay, cool." I mean, for any champion, I feel like if you're a champion that that if you're winning by DQ, that win doesn't mean as much as a win where you win clean or as a win where, you know, you fought your ass off and you got the submission. You know, for Finn Balor, he was by himself. We know he won those clean with with uh, Adam Cole. We know there's ones where he won by DQ. We know. So to me, there's no debate with that but if you want to choose to not look at adam cole's dqs and weigh them at all hey man i I, like i said i feel like the debate is over there because i can't argue that if you're gonna just ignore whatever goes against adam cole so be it then it is is. (laughs) there's no debating this because i can't i can't work with that what, what am i ignoring the DQs, you are weighing a DQ victory for Adam Cole the same way you're weighing a pin on Johnny Gargano or whoever for the win. Like, it just it just doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Okay, so he had a DQ Tommaso Ciampa, but then he had a, a win against Tommaso Ciampa the next night, like a possibly a clean win. It didn't say DQ finish. Like I said, you're using one the next match but the point of from me is that yeah the overall quality of adam cole's reign has to be weighed by everything you can't say because he got dq'd once and then didn't get dq'd the second time that everything is just all good now the two of them just wash each other you know it's a wash then basically at that point is the way it sounds when you say that like oh he won the next night yeah but he had a dq win the night before like but it's just it's just i have a hard time with it because if you're not gonna so he had a few couple of dqs but even within his title defense he still have all these wins Sure, he has wins, but then the <laughs> and these are quality wins. Look at you. Look at Keith Lee. You know, North American champion. He beat this dude. I think I got on the record six. He was a North American champion at the time. Not at he was a North American champion at the time. But that's but that's crazy. How you going to hit me with that when I was talking about Kevin Owens at the time? But you're saying like, oh, that's was- why I'm saying that. I'm not the one that went and tried to say that. Oh, Kevin Owens being what he is now doesn't matter. That was you. You were the one that said that. So if we want to do that, we can do that. But you can't selectively decide to say, well, when Kevin Owens, we can't use what Kevin Owens did later. But then on the flip side for Adam Cole, try to use that. You know what I'm saying? How did I try to use that for Adam Cole? (sighs) This is exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) How did I try to use that for Adam Cole? This is just exhausting. 
It really is. Because just now, with Keith Lee, Keith Lee being North American champion, he wasn't North American champion at the time. Oh, okay. Just well, trying to use that. that. <laughs> but I'm saying he's still a high caliber wrestler, Keith Lee, even before being North American champion. He was still, like, you could say, top tier, uh, just right below champion before he, he was. Uh, before he was right there. I'm like, he still beat this dude like five, five, six times. He did. But also in weighing that, you got to take the totality of his defenses. Yes, he beat Keith Lee. Yes, he beat Matt Riddle. But also we got to look at if we're going to say, hey, who's the best champion? Disqualifications mean something. That means you didn't actually win those matches. There was a DQ. If you're going to get help, that's not you winning. That's your team now helping you win. So if you want to clarify that, go right right ahead. Then. To me, it, to me, it, because that's your hero, heel character, this is nothing like a surprise. Like, oh, my God, he's using this team. That's like if AJ Styles was to win. It's not going to tarnish... Uh, tarnish him like we've seen that he's a fighting champion before but if he was to win with the oc now with the like if he was to win the belt for for saying say he i could still say he's the greatest champion man because he has a great history i think i think also what's kind of messing with this is the whole like logic around heel and logic around face because that tweaks it and doesn't make it really I think that messes with the whole mindset of the whole debate when you're trying to compare two guys who are playing different games. Mm -hmm. Because by what you're saying now, DQs are justified for one but not the other because of the storyline and because of the moniker heel or face. And I feel like I'm looking at it as these are two guys competing for championships. And in sports, right... It's just heel face does not matter. You are a competitor and how you do things to me matters. If you win something straight up, I'm going to weigh that more than you cheating to win, right? Heel or face, I'm just looking at you as a competitor. If I'm watching, you know, gosh, you know, we talked about the last dance. We talked about the last dance. We, we, well, hold on. But we talked about the last dance and we're looking at, you know, the, the Bulls, right? Yeah. If the Bulls had, you know, say Jordan was on steroids, you know, and like the, the whole team, like they're doing all sorts of using performance enhancing drugs. Heal or face doesn't matter whether you're a good person or a bad person. If you're cheating, you're cheating. And to me, that, that messes, like even a better example is the Houston Astros. The Houston Astros your Sammy Sosa, right? Yeah. They're using an, a, an unfair competitive advantage to help them win. So for me, it's like, if we're going to compare those guys, it makes sense to compare, say, Sammy Sosa to, to McGuire. But to compare Sammy Sosa to someone who's not using performance enhancing drugs, it's like the, the playing field isn't even the same. So for me, it's like, I don't care if you're a heel or a face. If you're going to tell me, hey, I'm the greatest at this, I'm looking at you as an athlete and saying, how did you do it? And if you are winning clean, yes, that's that's like you did it the right way. If so, you so are, let me what, just, just, just to finish my All point, right. if you're cheating to win, again, as a competitor, just as an athlete, that takes away from that victory a little bit. And now I got to look at it like you're a person who some t- like, 
let's even give Adam Cole this. Let's say 90% of those matches that he had, he won clean. But 10% of those matches he, he won, he used some kind of nefarious means. Whereas Finn Balor, knowing that his character was faced during that time, we know Finn Balor was on the straight and narrow and was doing things clean. Now, you may look at it and say, well, maybe he did. But we know the character that they were writing at that time for Finn was a true bona fide face. They're not going to, at a house show, have him be a heel for a day, you know, versus Adam Cole. We know he's a heel, right? But competitively, if we're going to compare these two and we're saying who's the best champion and we're just going to measure their reigns, to me, the way I choose to look at it is, hey, as a competitor, how do your numbers stack up to each other and how did you do it? How did you get there? And it's heel or face. I got to take that out of it. I got to look at it as Adam Cole, the competitor, Whenever we're touting out, so, so are we going to look at great. it that way, or as from a sports perspective, as as instead of told from a wrestling universe? To in my argument, I would say I can your look argument at it both then, ways. If you want to look I at could, it that way, then you would make a lot of sense. Then, like, yeah, it does tarnish that, but I'm not looking at it that way. I, I think, in all honesty, looking at making having this debate i'm looking at it as like okay let's just compare these two title reigns and then see who has the advantage based off of the quality of their reigns and in the quality it's like how do you measure that and Mm -hmm. to me if adam cole because even in kayfabe adam cole's character is never going to admit to cheating but the fact is at times he has cheated to win or at times he's had help yeah his character will never admit that i will admit that for him i've seen it Okay, perfect. So for me with that, if we're going to say that Adam Cole is not doing this by purely clean means all the time, where so some of those wins are questionable. With Finn Balor, we know he's a face. We know that. So if we yeah. even want to say from a from a heel face perspective, every villain is the hero of their own story, you know. So even Adam Cole to him, he is a face. You know, he's not going to come out and say, I'm a heel. He's a face. He's a good guy. He's doing all the right things. Everybody should be praising Adam Cole because of everything he's done. You know, but the reality is he's done some nefarious things that he would never cop to. So I don't know. That That's just that's just where I'm at with it. If all his title defenses were, if he was to win by all nefarious means, if I never saw him win a title match clean. And then if he was to deem himself the greatest champion, XT champion, I would definitely put an asterisk marks right there. I'm like, you never really prove anything to me, you know? Uh, and that's how and that's how I would look at it. But since he has shown me that when he first got the title, it was it was between him and Johnny Gargano and he beat him. And yeah, all right. And then he's shown that he can defend it by himself at times. But within the wrestling world, he's a heel, so he's going to use certain advantages that work and not get caught. So hey, it still works. We can we can say that about you know other wrestlers who use underhanded tactics, but still treat them as great. You know, for example, like Ric Flair, anything like that. Or would would you knock the Miz title reign for Intercontinental title reign for being one of the greatest champions? Would you call him a greatest champion by winning underhanded tactics though for most of his championship reigns? Yeah, I think that the way that I'm looking at this right now, if you're to look at a person's title reign and we're saying, 
okay, who had the best title reign, but that person has cheated to win in some of those matches, even in one of those matches. To me, that does something to the reign overall where you I'm going to have a hard time defending that reign against someone else who's had also an impressive reign but did it cleanly each time. You know what I'm saying? And there's there's that's where it gets muddled where we talk about wrestling versus the athlete, right? And yeah. like heel versus face. I mean, it's 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 tricky to talk about it because the man Adam Cole when you look at his career, and if I were to see Adam Cole, I'd be saying, yo, Adam Cole, man, you're one of my favorite wrestlers to watch. You're awesome. You're great. Keep doing what you're doing. You're entertaining as all hell. Like, you know, it's, it's awesome. You know, now if we're getting into a debate about, you know, his title reign versus this guy's title reign and to see, it's like, yes, his title reign is entertaining. Yes, his title reign is so fun to watch and I get I get into it. I love saying, Adam Cole, baby, like all that. It's entertaining. But... If you're going to now try to compare your title reign to someone else's title reign, then it becomes more than just the entertainment part, right? Like, how can I find an objective way to look at your reign versus this other guy's reign? Mm -hmm. And that's where the sports aspect comes in. It's like, okay, how did you win versus how this guy won? How many, you know, title defenses did you have? You know, how long is the title reign? Some of these de- these debates are some of these facts go for Adam Cole. Some of these facts don't. And that's where I'm just trying to weigh is like, OK, and it's a subjective, you know, conversation anyway, because, you know, you can look at a guy like, I don't know, Sami Zayn. And some will say, man, Sami Zayn sucks. You know, and some will say Sami Zayn was one of the top five wrestlers at that time. And that's what I said. Like, I would say that, too. Like, I, I when I even brought up title defenses for Finn Balor and saw Sami Zayn, I'm like, I'm not going to shit on that because actually at the time he was doing some good work. He had like match at a your competitor when I think was Shinsuke Nakamura first match and they blew it out the house. Yeah, he had matches with Cesaro that were just amazing. Hell yeah. Amazing. Hell yeah. You know, so. It's 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 a tough thing to try to legitimately compare wrestling reigns because there's so many different factors. You'd almost have to decide on specific parameters to compare and really have an agreement on that to be able to say, okay, we're going to objectively compare these two guys this way. So what if Um, we use for... For argument's sake, what if we use like, hey, all right, forget about dark shows. It's all about if we're talking about brand recognition, it's all about what did you do when you had the title during the during on the camera? So shouldn't we count that? Shouldn't shouldn't that be more deserving than the dark shows? Because the dark shows like we, we're not part of that dark show crowd. We're not seeing the title defenses like we didn't know about Adams Cole championship baby tour until they brought that to the limelight and you know for a promo yeah that's where that's where i kind of have a hard time not bringing that up because with adam cole i feel like that's where the a lot of the the respect for his championship reign kind of started you know because he had the only championship match that he had had that we had seen was the one well there were two there was the one with johnny that he lost in new york and then there was the one that he won in Canada, and that was it. 
Um, and then when he won in Canada, then it became the baby tour. And then we're seeing him. And I was like, man, he's fighting Riddle. He's fighting Kevin Lee. Like, oh, my God. Like, this dude is fighting. He's defending the title. And he's a fighting champion. So I gave him a lot of kudos for the fact that we were seeing him defend that title everywhere. And against so many people that it's like, yeah, he's really trying to build something here. So, I, like, I have respect for the fact that whether it was televised or not, that he did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's 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 part of it. Like, if I take that out, you know, I feel like for me, it kind of takes away from it a little bit because, you know, the matches that I'm seeing, like, you know, Adam Cole, he's 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 hey, he's a heel, but he's just like there's, there's some dirty things that his character will do. You know, and the reason why I have the extra respect for him is because he was willing to defend it against so many people anywhere, anytime, anybody could get it. It was that was Adam Cole, you know, so that to me kind of helps him actually in my eyes be in the argument for the greatest champion of all time because of the fact that he wrestled in all those dark matches. And, you know, again, names that I respect, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, we kept seeing those. Names. I was like, man, you know, that's really cool. So I, I, for me, I can't take the the dark matches out because that's that's where a lot of the respect came from for me. Okay, all right. Um, see, that's that's where I, where I can because I'm like, if we're gonna talk about greatest champion, it's all about like if we was if we was talk about the WWE on on that side of greatest champion, like I, we would just pull up all up the the, the shows of what they done on TV. We, we wouldn't talk about dark matches, would we? So I think. It, that's why we should apply to this argument or debate. Yeah. I mean, you, you can, you know what I'm saying? You can look at it that way for the impact that he had in the matches that were televised. You could totally say that you could totally look at it that way. Um, you know, I mean, for me, even if you do that, you know, for me, it's like with Finn Balor, the man was just so captivating as champion and as a, just a, presence overall that for me it's like i don't know his presence in nxt to me just elevated nxt so far to the point where you know adam cole in nxt kind of exists now because of finn balor that's that's not that's not adam cole's fault you know adam cole just signed with nxt after finn balor was there but the respect has to go to a guy that was there before you and help pave the way and helped expand it internationally to be what it to be what it is so that you can come in and then have the success that you have and then take and it to tough. the next level as well too which he did like now he's having like Finn Balor went during his run he wasn't having these 30 45 minute matches but Adam Cole he did you know he's having this best out of Best out of uh, two out of three falls with John Argano and went like 45 minutes. Uh, or the first, when he got his title, when he first got the title shot, went a half, went 30 minutes against uh, John Gargano again. So, or 20 minutes with Daniel Bryan on the main event. Like, he he's putting in these marathon types of matches, man, just showing the conditioning level that he has to go with that. I don't even remember when Finn Balor was worried about about that when he was talking about coming back to NXT, like, cause he was given, he was giving these guys, the, the Johnny Gargano's, the, the, uh, not the Finn Balor's, but the Adam Cole, he was putting respect on their name. He's like, man, cause their conditioning level is, is a whole nother level. Yeah. See, it's, it's, 
you know, I feel like one, that's a fair point, but that kind of brings me to another thought that I'm having too around all of this, which is, you know, Adam Cole, you know, elevating NXT, you know, to this, this spot that it's at. And, and I just have to say it like, you know, with Finn Balor at that time, I mean, Kevin Owens was kind of on his way out and we had Samoa Joe coming in, mm-hmm. right? You know, Finn Balor, I feel like, was the clear main guy, you know, at that time that was having those top matches. And then I would say it would be the four horsewomen, you know, after that. But then they were kind of on their way out after that first, actually, yeah, that that uh, NXT Brooklyn takeover where it was. That was uh, it right there with uh, Bailey and was it Sasha? And Sasha, yeah. That was pretty much it because they had all gotten drafted to the quote-unquote main roster at the time. So, you know, really it was Finn carrying, you know, basically carrying NXT at that time. Whereas with Adam Cole, one of the things that I feel like that we haven't talked about as getting missed is, you know, in between Finn and Adam Cole, there's there's two guys that were having unbelievable matches that also helped elevate the brand and you could make well i would make the argument that when you look at the match of the year candidates and the guys that have had the most match of the years and all that to really help elevate the brand you know i know he's not the champion that these guys are but you know and i call me a a homer or whatever but you know a guy like like uh, both Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano those feuds that they were having at that time, I feel also are a big part of what was going on at that time with both of them, but more on the latter side with Adam Cole's time. And, you know, for me, even though Adam Cole, he's the champion, he's the guy. I mean, I've said at this time, he's the face of NXT, but the heart and soul of NXT, you could argue, some would say Johnny Gargano, some would say Tommaso Ciampa. Johnny Gargano has had, he's match of the year machine. He's a guy that, you know, he seemed like every takeover, he was there main eventing, having matches of the year, you know, with, with, without a title even on the line, you know, so the elevation of NXT, you can give Adam Cole credit for that because he held the championship and, you know, had a great presence. You know, the matches that Tommaso and Finn and um, Johnny Gargano were having at that time were, you know, match of the year candidates left and right. And it's just it was so there was there was such a big part you of talking about during Adam Cole title reign. I'm saying from Finn all the way through to Adam Cole. Those two guys were a big part of why NXT is all, are also a big part of NXT's. But even more so, I would say, because I feel like the and this is something I have to go back and look at in detail. But yeah, the the Finn, no, the um, sorry, the Ad, the I keep messing up the Johnny Gargano, uh, Tommaso Ciampa feud, the the crux of it, the meat of it, um, I feel like was after Finn Balor's time, because I remember at NXT Chicago when I was there, Finn wasn't there. It was Alistair Black that was champion. And Undisputed Era, I want to say they were in a tag match, but Adam Cole wasn't even on that card. But it was the main event of that card was Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. And that continued on and on and on. 
you know, and and I remember Adam Cole actually doing an interview in the pre-show at that time. And again, no knock on Adam Cole. This is more to say that the elevation of NXT to this level, yeah, I feel like it gets lost around this era. Now counting Adam Cole's title reign that both Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa are just as big of an have just as big of an impact, and you could even argue in a in a way because of the amount of match of the year and main events that they had in some ways maybe even deserve a big part of the credit for where nxt got to eventually um it's just tough but you could say thing about finn balor's uh you know nxt run you know who he had in there as well Uh, but for me the problem too for for that though when you say that is with finn like Kevin Owens, again, I said he was on his way out. Like Kevin Owens was the champ, and then it was Finn that took it off of him, and then that was it. Then Kevin Owens was on the the you know quote unquote main roster, and then you had Joe, who was like that next guy. But Joe, you can't compare Joe and Finn in terms of the impact that Finn was having globally, and just I mean, he was when he came into when he went to Raw, Finn Balor was a super star, like. He, they gave him the Universal Championship immediately, and then he got hurt, you know, and that's what stifled everything. Like, he was a ready-made champ. He was the guy. Like, he didn't have that, I guess you would say, like, the 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 that other guy that was riding up with him that you could say, okay, this guy's having match of the years, and this guy is really, you know, Shinsuke came later on. Yeah, he did. And then... You know what I'm saying? Shinsuke was fighting Samoa Joe. He wasn't fighting really Finn Balor. That's when Finn Balor was already out when Shinsuke right. came in. Exactly. So that you know, I, I feel like with this we can we can <laughs> pick nits. You know, like I think we are nick picking that. We're at the nick picking uh, part of the debate now. <laughs> you know, but I feel like it's just it's a hard debate to have because there's so many different ways to look at it subjectively yeah objectively you know i think it's even getting messed up because it's wrestling you know like there's there's heel and face and all this other stuff and kayfabe and booking and all of that and it's just it's tricky it's tricky but you know we give it our best shot in terms of trying to figure out a way i just think that it's it's hard and it's gonna be opinion at the end of the day i think it is i think we duked it all Duked it, uh, <laughs> duked it out, you know, duked without right, you know, do 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 combination, ha ha, <laughs> uppercut from, uh, all right, counter know. move, uppercut, <laughs> <laughs> for you know, like it's it's it's, and that's I feel like you know that's the way that I think it's fine. I think it's fine the way that that goes. That you know, everyone's gonna have their favorite. Some people's favorite maybe wasn't even mentioned here. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I said, devil. Yeah. yeah, maybe it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe it is Neville. Um, I mean, but it's it's a fun debate. And I will say this, like, for me, my defending Finn comes out of, I know you're going to defend Adam Cole, like, to the death. I know you're going all in huh. on Adam Cole. You, you, so, you've seen that. you witnessed that. <laughs> so to make it fair, <laughs> I have to go hard on Finn Balor. <laughs> I just, I felt like I just have to because it's like, man, you know, if if... If I go and I'm split and then you're on Adam Cole, I'm like, well, you know, then it's 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 over. But, you know, overall, for me, I feel like, you know, it's 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 hard to even name that. It's fun to go over it and try to break it down. 
But at the end of the day, man, like it's it's hard. It's hard. Adam Cole's put in work. Finn Balor's put in work. Yeah, they both so, put in work. They're both, you know, you know, part of that that class, greatest champions for NXT. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 tough. And both of them are not done winning championships and with their, you know, Adam Cole's still champion. Yes, he is. Finn Balor, you know, it looks poised to be a champion again in NXT. That'll add to the debate as well, you know, so. Should be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't don't think we made any progress in terms of, you know, convincing (laughs) the other that. You're on your side, (laughs) I'm on on my side. (laughs) And And that's fine. You know, I think that's fine. Overall, I feel like it's to each person to just, you know, just just have fun with it. You know, root for your guy. And, and, and that's it, you know, and just 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 have fun with, you know, the the reins of all of these guys. I think it's I think it's it's a lot of fun. I really do. Hell yeah, man. I, I definitely have fun in this debate uh, uh, poking out, I guess, the some of the holes in this argument that I saw presenting my evidence was fun. So I definitely can't properly prepared this time you know i had a busy week the last week you know just because i was able to keep up with you is is astonishing to me you know it's fascinates me as i'm thinking about it right now i was able to keep up at the ad lip level so just you know recognizing that you know it just you know basically surprises me i'm like oh my god i was just just shocked me continue to shock me (laughs) yeah i was coming into this it was it was funny because i wasn't sure which way you were gonna go i was like oh man is Devin gonna pull something out that i'm not prepared to talk about (laughs) you know like i wasn't i wasn't sure and then you went through the title reigns and who he won against i was like yes because i've looked at that i was like okay i know how i'm gonna go about this it's fine um you know and then we went in some other places i'm like ooh, i wasn't expecting that but all right let's let's you know, really look at it and see. Um, it's fun. It's fun yeah. overall. You know, at the end of the day, it's just fun to kind of dig in. Um, I feel like, you know, it'd be cool to look into some other kind of debates like this and, and choose different, you know, debate topics. You know, it doesn't have to be champion, but something else for, you know, a, a best of who is the greatest this or that. You know, uh, even old school, man. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think it'd, it'd be it'd be cool to, to dig into some of the, the past wrestlers, the Hogans, the Flares, yeah. the... Macho Mans and all those and guys, the Rock too. And Stone Coast, man, reliving some of their WrestleMania matches. I wouldn't mind debating him about that. Because I think you're like, your Rock is the is your utmost favorite, right? Yes. And I'm on the Stone yes. Coast side. So that yes. should be fun. And, it, and, and my Mount Rushmore is the Rock, Stone Cold, and Triple H in terms of the top three for me. Um, so Stone Cold versus the Rock, it it that will that will bother me because I can't say bad things about Stone Cold Steve Austin. I just can't. I can't like I love that man like he's he's amazing I love him you too. know with Adam Cole I can I can dig in just to be like you know what like I just just to help my man Finn over here I, I can say some things but I do love Adam Cole as well but with Stone Cold he's such a big part of my up uh, my my growing up that it's it's really one and one a for me with those two guys mm. um yeah. the rock is a as a I don't know he was just so electrifying like like that he earned that that moniker you know and just the way that he cut his promos and just made us all laugh and Hilarious. you know but then stone cold did that too so it, it's just they're great they're great um it would almost be better to just be like you know favorite moments from the rock and and, and stone, stone cold, cold. <laughs> you know it's literally like you know i i can't i can't 
I can't. Oh, I can argue remember when he when he uh, took Stone, not Stone Cold, the Rock's belt and threw it over the lake for the icy belt. Yeah, was going, yeah. going against each other. That was a fun moment for me. Dude, actually, Rock got him back for that. Now that I think about it, because there was they were fighting um, near a bridge or something like that, and Stone uh, Rock threw him into a lake and then threw his the uh, the World Heavyweight Championship into the uh, into the lake too. He's like, go to hell and take your belt with you, and threw the belt <laughs> in there. And I was like, wait, like it was it was crazy. That was both when they were both like in that top tier, yes. and like oh, they just yes. had so many. Like the songs that they sang together towards the end of of both of their careers, really, oh, it was yeah. great. Um, Even that final WrestleMania run, I remember that promo they was using uh, Limb Biscuit. Uh, what was that My Way promo? Oh, it's showing yeah, the yeah. storytelling from beginning yeah. to the end of how uh, The Rock still haven't got over that hump of winning, of beating Stone Cold at a WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was great, man. It was great, just great times. I think. That would be cool to kind of look into and see, like, which guy, you know, which not even, a, a, again, it'd be hard for me to debate who's better. But Me too, because to I love over, The Rock like, as well. Because, yeah, like just, you said, like, me, Stone Cold, one A, The Rock was one B, because The Rock was up there just like, the, just like Stone Cold. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, what was it about Stone Cold that put him over the top for you? Because, I, for some reason, characters that has, you know... That, that, that you know, they're trying to fight their 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 inner demons, and I felt like I felt that from Stone Cold. Uh, it's the same way how you know I remember I had asked you about our favorite games that would define our character, and I said Infamous, which is mm-hmm. the guy that you know you, you basically you're the player, but you get to choose between good and, and evil, and and you kind of you know have a tough time, you know, navigating through that. And I felt the same way. And I could resonate that with, with me at the time during my teenage years, man. Yeah. I think, uh, the argument I would make for stone cold is that he was the man truly during that era. Like when you look at different eras, I mean, you look at Hulk Hogan's era, for instance, and you know, you look at like the Sean and Brett era, and that one was kind of split. But for Stone Cold, it felt like it was all even though him. The Rock and Triple H and Undertaker were all there, it seemed like Stone Cold was the the face, the head of the Attitude Era. You know, that was clear. Even with The Rock there, as great as The Rock was, it, if Stone Cold was there, Stone Cold was the the main attraction. He was the man. The like, I have to give Stone Cold that respect. Um, the Rock, I felt like, was the more he he could just make a crowd just just oh man explode in ways that i don't think anybody else could you know even stone cold like like people were just excited and love stone cold but the rock would really make you going like what is this man saying what's he doing because he had a lighthearted approach man how he would imitate some of the characters he imitate the dead man or rikishi like i did it for the rock I did it. <laughs> yeah, just the, the the entertainment. Yeah, he was so creative and versatile with how he entertained us. You know, with Stone Cold, you know, he was too, but not in the way that The Rock was. You know, and with Stone Cold, a lot of it really was with Vince, like him just 
you know, clown and that rival, going to, yeah, yeah, with the authority figure, you know, like we had never seen that before, and it was just awesome. And he's throwing up the middle finger, and he's just being a complete badass, and he's using the beer truck, and just you know, like you said, rebelling and revolting. You know, the Rock, you know, it was it was more like he's just entertaining and and with jokes and humor and aggressiveness he's a equal parts badass as he was comedian like it was crazy Hell and he yeah. would destroy people on the microphone without even having to get in the ring with them yes just oh, man they're both great they're both great so yeah man we just kind of kind of did have that discussion now i did yeah yeah, yeah a little bit so you know a little preview yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, on the NXT episode, no less. Wow, right. man, this is this was this was a good one. This was yeah, uh, man. It was we definitely it, duked it, it out on this one, man. And then we found yeah. some common ground between you know lighthearted common ground uh, between Stone Cold and The Rock. Yeah, <laughs> and and, and I'll, I'll say too with with Finn and Adam Cole for me, both of those guys are awesome. I want to see those two guys face off in a, in a matchup pretty soon. You know, no offense to Velveteen Dream, but the impact that that match would have, I feel like, is just on another level. Like, it's just, you could feel it. Like, I went back and I watched when Finn Balor came back to NXT and it was Adam Cole in the ring. You could feel the electricity in the in that, in that full sale when Finn Balor showed up and he's looking at Adam Cole. And there's just so much to that. You know, both of them are world-traveled, fought in Japan, fought in the Indies. You know, both guys part of the Bullet Club. I mean, Finn Balor started the Bullet Club, but but you know, to Adam Cole's credit, I mean, he was awesome. Yeah, yeah, in his time, and then with the Elite and everything with Kenny Omega, you know, and and the Young Bucks, like he's 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 great, you know. And so seeing those two guys meet up, it's like, ooh, like I'm just salivating at the idea of these two having a match. And then they had their match, but then it's like, it doesn't feel finished, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, I can't, I want to see that matchup. Yeah, I want to see that matchup so bad. As much as, uh, you know, I'm not sure how this matchup is going to go with Velveteen Dream. I want Adam Cole to win. Because selfishly, I want to see Adam Cole versus Finn Balor. I really want to see that matchup. I do, too. I want to, I mean, I want to see Adam Cole beat Finn Balor. Convince me. <laughs> it's but, not going to happen. Yes. It's not going to happen. Now, that Especially one, now. now, that one, I want him to win clean. The prove a point. Yeah. Just rub it in your face. Sorry. Yeah. Like, that, yeah, that, now what? Say something. That, that's, a good one. that's a good one. But that's not going to happen. We know better. We know. What if he did? What if he did? What if he did? It did he beat Finn Balor clean? Yeah. You know what? That would be that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I would I would applaud. I Man, I'm a fan of Adam Cole. I just want this to be clear. I'm a fan of Adam Cole. So that would be awesome if he did that. And I think his star would just elevate even more so, you know, if he were able to do that. Um, I feel like with the story they're telling and with how long he's at this belt, though, no, I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. I think if I'm booking this, Finn Balor's the guy that beats Adam Cole. He's the guy that takes the belt off of him. If it, it only it's, feels right. If it's after the one-year threshold and then they have a match, then I can say, okay, it might be a time that Adam Cole might lose the belt. But if it's before the one year, no, 100% confident that Adam Cole is going to beat Finn Balor. It's going to be after. We're almost there. We're getting like close. You said 344? No, it's like 340. Maybe three. What was it? It was 333 that I saw at the last. And that was like last week. So, yeah, about 340 maybe. 
Yeah, we're, we're, he's going to. Because it's going to be Velveteen Dream next week and Finn Balor's doing some other thing with who knows who the attacker was. So, yeah, I would say it's it's you know pretty safe that Adam Cole is going to be at a year, a full year, and then he'll have, who knows? It may not even be Finn, you know, that next opponent after Velveteen Dream if, if all things go right. Um, but, yeah, if I'm booking it, I want it to be Finn. I want it to be Finn. I think that that just makes sense. Okay. All right. Well, how about it, man? How about we talk about uh, our Facebook page? Oh, hey, man. Bring, go for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you want to, you know, reach out to us, you want to let us know how, what did you think about the debate we had? Did we have any points? Were there any flaws in our in our arguments? Let us know. I'm, I'm open to hear it. Uh, let us know on Facebook. Let us know on Instagram. We have an Instagram page. When hit, hit us in the DMs, we're open to it as well. Uh, reach out to us and our most most active social website, which is Twitter. Uh, that will be our Twitter handler at Clark underscore Wrestling. And you can always listen to this great debate and other episodes of weekly breakdowns of the NXT, Raw, SmackDown, all those great shows on our the most popular podcast app that you listen to if it's anchor if it's spotify apple google all that good stuff whatever your most popular podcast app you like to listen to we are on that podcast to search for clark street wrestling and you can start listening right away that's right and and i'll be the first to say i'm humble enough to say that hey there's probably a lot of flaws in the debates it's it's you get people talking about their opinions you know and just like (laughs) about it like i'm sure there's inaccuracies and flaws and all that you know so we're we're just passionate about you know debating and 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 just defending our side so you know but please do let us know so we can clean that up too and 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 be more well-versed in knowledge and put your input in because you know it's always cool to hear from people and to see what they're thinking and saying and all that stuff too so yeah let us know we can take up you know Oh, absolutely! It's it's all it's all fun. We're not going to go Johnny Gargano, you know. Oh, okay, okay. Johnny Gargano has done nothing wrong to me, man. So let's say it's cool. It's justified. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Johnny Wrestling elevated NXT. Let's go. <laughs> That's gonna do it for this week's episode. We're Devin. I'm a feast. Had a lot of fun. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.